0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of Talking Out My Ass podcast. Before I introduce my guest, if you are enjoying the show, please share it with your family, friends, side chick, or whatever. Make sure to subscribe, write a review, and share on your social medias to grow the show. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you all so much. My guest today—he is on a journey into changing his entire life with spirituality, prayer, healthy eating, and exercise. He has lost seventy-five pounds, and his goal is to hit a hundred pounds. He loves motivating people, keeping the positivity strong. He is a warrior of personal happiness, peace, and growth. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Pete Caritas. My brother, cheers. Cheers. So, what is this? Describe this to me.
1: This is, uh, all right, so when you go to Greece and you're like uh, on the beach and stuff, they have, you can actually get like a version from the little stores on the corner, and it's an instant coffee from Nest Cafe. And you add a little water to it and you froth it up. And you could put a little like um, sugar or you can do no sugar. You know, that one's a little sweet. So, as you can tell, yeah. Bro, it, but this is
0: so good. Yeah,
1: you froth them up with ice and everything too, oh and, and, and you put a little milk. You don't have
0: to do milk, whatever you want to do. And this is Greek.
1: It's, it's, well, they, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily Greek, <laughs> but it's what they do in Greece. They're called frappes, you know.
0: Because so, are you Greek? Mm hmm. That's why.
1: I am. I'm half Greek. A, like a quarter
0: Sicilian and like a quarter German You look, um, what is it called? Like a Greek god? Exotic Oh, okay Exotic I'll take that Like, like you know, it's it's different Like me, I look like a, a San Jose guy mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, like I look like, oh, that's just another San Jose dude You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't look like I don't look uh, Get out of here. No, you don't. No, but you, you know you're what I dumb. mean? Like, I see guys who look similar to me, you know? Like, yeah. when I see, like, guys like you who are, like, very exquisite. Like, I, I met some girls, like, sometimes, like, they're obviously not from here. They're Russian. They're right. they're from France. They're, yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. from all these other places. But they're exotic. They're yeah. different looking, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's better, you know? Cause... Hey, well, you
1: know the crazy thing? Well, and I, I am born in San Jose. My dad was born in Greece. But what's crazy to me, Danny, is that I know exactly what you're talking about, but I feel like as like humans we are super receptive to energy yeah so maybe it's that i'm really really got some exotic energy so it kind of makes it look like it <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe it's the curls i don't know what it, good, leave it, it wrong, be... bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i mean that's what the coffee is when we have it there if you're not ready for that coffee it's so good fuck your day up like really yeah, it's strong
0: but it's honestly bro I'm, I'm not used to caffeine yeah but i'm pumped so bro. If let's is, go yeah sip it
1: slowly bro you don't want to <laughs>
0: So Peter, you have a, you have a quite rare uh, character. So in order to kind of like go deep into that, I really want to go from the beginning. And how did Peter become Peter? Can you start with your, how your childhood was?
1: Yeah, you know, um, now that I'm able to look back on my childhood a bit and kind of realize that it wasn't, not that anybody has a normal childhood, but my grandfather, when you've seen my big fat Greek wedding, Like literally And people think It's a little exaggeration Or whatnot, But my family literally Is my big fat Greek wedding My grandfather came over here uh, While my grandma Was pregnant with my dad And he never got to meet my dad The first two years Of my dad's life You know Mm -hmm. So He was over here in San Jose Trying to make a name for himself And he accumulated A bunch of restaurants So It was something like Eight or nine restaurants From the first couple years He was here And the guy couldn't even read English So like Mm. when like an order came up to him at his one of his restaurants. They would have to say what the order was, and he'd have to remember to cook it. Oh, it could, shoot. Can't read Yeah, it was stuff like that. You know, Yeah. One of those stories of immigrants coming over, I'm sure people have the same roughly outline of things like that. You know, yeah. that made it. But um, it was really cool to hear how he... The first restaurant was definitely because somebody wanted to help him out. It wasn't that he... Had the money or anything like that. They saw that my grandfather was working hard and they approached them and said, You know, I don't have any kids or anything. Mm. And his name is Pete as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I had some big shoes to fill. You go by Peter or Pete? I go by Pete. Okay, okay, Peter okay. Peter works with Peter the Greeter, which, yeah. you know, we Makes sense. get into a little bit, you know. <laughs> Which, but I have so many names, man. It goes, you know, my real name is Panayotis. That's how you say
0: Pete in Greek. Yeah. That translate. is so, dude. I wish I put that instead of the but, intro. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> Panayotis. If you want me to say it in Greek, I don't even know. People try like, it. Did have the try accent. your best. Yeah, okay, here we go. I'm gonna try to say it. Don't make fun of me. But it's my middle name too is Nicholas. So it's Pete Nicholas Kuretas. But in Greek, it's Panayotis Nikolaos Kuretas.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah. You See, know? that's what I mean. It's exotic. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, my, bro, look at my name, Daniel. Gonzalez. Orale,
1: baby, come <laughs> on,
0: I like it though. It's so like common though. <laughs> like, how many Daniels do you know? There's too many. Yeah, too many.
1: Yeah, but you're still Dan the man. You know yeah. what I mean? I like it. I, that's my. That's the way it is. You know. Yes sir. But my my. But uh, see, my grandfather, that's not Greek, made fun of my name Panayoti He used to call me pantyhose. <sighs> So I had a grandpa that would make fun of me on one side. One grandpa that I named after that were, you know, we're totally proud of the name. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. you go to the oaky side of my family. My grandpa's calling me pantyhose. Hey, pantyhose. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> man. What are you doing here? So, I mean, that's kind of like, you know. So back onto the subject of the restaurants, my grandfather accumulated restaurants. And the reason that he got the first one was because the guy that owned it was like, let me help you. I'm trying to get out of the business. I got no kids. Why don't you buy it from me? Pay me monthly. Mm. And that's how he got his first restaurant. Well, He got smart about taking money from the restaurants and investing into other restaurants and so long story short he accumulated a bunch here in San Jose and he sold them all off to get one in Campbell and it was called Zorba's and it was the biggest Greek restaurant on the west coast for 30 something years. Damn. Yeah and so there was a movie called Zorba the Greek Uh and it had Anthony Quinn and so when my grandpa opened that restaurant it became so big Anthony Quinn came to visit. Bonanza is a very old show, but the guy from Bonanza, one of the main characters, he'd been there. John Stamos had been there. Um, it became a pretty big staple in the in the Bay Area, let alone, uh, you know, uh, the greater Bay Area, mm-hmm. you know. So it wasn't that I grew up in a regular restaurant. I grew up in, in an entertainment staple. So there was belly dancing. There was live music every yeah. night. I was doing my homework around all of this stuff, you know. We had three full bars. Well, two full wet bars inside the restaurant, and the whole backyard was a, a chapel area where you could get married. So I had seen so many great memories from yeah. Quinceañeras to... So all I knew was celebration my entire life.
0: Your childhood.
1: My childhood was celebration. It was like, A, hey, go to the Greek church. You're Greek dancing. You're laughing all the time. Look, my hair stands up. Because that's what it is. It's yeah. full of passion and fun. But nothing lasts forever. And at a young age, you don't re- you don't know that. Nobody teaches you that. And yeah. so it, it was really crazy to me to be growing up in such... Uh, a positive environment, you know. And if something bad happened, it got muffled by so much positivity and things that we were doing at work, uh, you know, the restaurant or whatnot. But I think the biggest thing that that got me though was when I was about twelve years old. Was when my grandpa passed away, and that's who like held everything together. And that's when things started to slowly fall apart. You know, and how so old were you again? I was uh, about twelve. Yeah, that's young. Twelve. Yeah, so, so young. So we had, but we still had the restaurant. So it was mm-hmm. sad. I, I never felt that kind of sad before. And, uh, man, boy, those were some crazy days. I remember the way this, the rain smelt. You know, it was just one of those things where, you know, at 12, you've, you're feeling pain you've never felt before. And so the things that are happening are going to be checked into your brain for a long time, your memories, you know. Mm. But what was crazy about it was that I never, my grandpa had a house in Saratoga. And uh, I was kid I was always afraid I didn't like spending at people's houses whatever of course. so I never spent the night there bro out yeah. Saratoga three story house ghosts <laughs> out there you know I'm not playing out there but the one night I got I got tricked into spending the night there my aunt was like oh we'll come pick you and your cousins up when we're done with the movies and I was like no you're not you're lying <laughs> and uh you know of course that's what happened they called said it was too late we're not picking you up so I remember right. laying in my grandma's the house they had a bunch of rooms laying in the room with my cousins and i remember like crying almost like i just want to go home i was like i wish something would happen so i could just go home and dude look at my hair stands up again as soon as i said that my grandmother runs down the hallway crying my grandpa's having a heart attack dude yeah and i remember running out of the room and running into the room with him trying to grasp for air the one time that i spent the night there i was like supposed to be there to see you know to feel and see that and uh At first it felt really weird when you're younger. You're like, why did I, was it because of me? Did I, because I wanted to go home? I kept saying all this stuff, you know? I wish something would happen so we could get out of here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then I come to realize as I got older that it wasn't, I was meant to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That energy that came from all that situation and the experience and all the feelings that that came flying towards me. So it it wasn't that he just passed away. It was that I was actually there and saw (laughs) Would you,
0: would you had rather not be there? No,
1: I now I would rather be there. If you asked me that, you know, three years from it, I'd be like, nah, I don't want to be there, you know, but it was definitely, um, that's when my spirituality started, but without knowing that it started. Mm. like super crazy, you know, so you have all this restaurant celebration, your grandpa passes away. I'm there to see all of this. Yeah. And so now I'm kind of not blaming myself, but a little bit of, oh man, I don't want to tell anybody I said that out loud. Yeah, yeah. You know, only me and my cousins know that I was saying that, you know, and uh, it was just my own thoughts.
0: Do you still think about that? Like, you still I think still you, think about like, it, yeah. no, you, like, you blame yourself. No, Okay. Because no. I was like thinking, I was like, I don't think yeah. you should at all, you know.
1: No, I, um.
0: At that time, you're young, yeah, you know, you're exactly. not. Yeah, exactly.
1: Now I can appreciate, there's positivity in everything. Yes. And so I can appreciate that what I got from that big time. Yeah, and that was like before
0: you reached teenagers yeah, too. that was crazy. Yeah.
1: So then, a couple of years after that, we had some issues with, um, so was my dad or my uncle kind of running the restaurant and there was like communication issues, money issues, I don't know, things I don't want to get involved with but it got to the point to where they had two banquets going on because this restaurant was huge. It was held like, I don't know, 1,500 people or so, you know. It was like three banquet rooms so you could do a bunch of stuff. the kitchen, we had huge, I mean, the storage room was just the size of two walk-in closets, yeah. man. It was huge. So we were using that as a playground as kids, too. So yeah. you'd see us run from one side of the restaurant to the other, getting in trouble. And then we had access to the, the bar guns. So we're sk- making Shirley <laughs> Temples as kids, you know. We're just Coca-Cola squirting up through the bu- You know, it was one of those things like, get away. Man, We would, you would hear my dad yell from across. Get the fuck out of the bar. <laughs> Because we're sitting back there fucking shit up. We we're kids. That's the first time I ever got high, by the way, was sugar high. Oh, really? Sugar high for sure, dude. I'm talking grenadine bottles, just that red syrup that you put in that stuff. You know? <laughs> we were sucking that like a nipple, dude. We were in the bag. We, yeah, no, <laughs> Like we a back, nipple. Dude, I'm telling you, because we were young. We didn't know. It's like, what kind of juice is coming out of this? Because they had the little, uh, they had the little uh, pouring yeah, things yeah, yeah, on them, right? Yeah. So, and, and so you're like, what's that? And it tastes good. You're a little kid, you know? And then the belly dancers would come out, bro. My mom. Oh, my chest mistake, hurts. fuck. The worst mistake she ever did was give me a dollar. Say, hey, go put that in the... Dude, I'm like, five. I'm like, what? Go put it inside her... And the belly dancer comes up and, like, shakes her... She, like, shakes her hip at you. Oh, yeah. That's the first time five years old. Oh. I can't even pump blood to my yeah. dick yet, man. You're getting <laughs> me to do some weird Hulu stuff, You don't understand you know? it don't yet. Know. I'll tell you, a few years later, that dollar bill went in and I got a little tingly feeling in my crotch. I said, oh, my mom knew a lot more than I did. I didn't even understand what was going on. I mean, the real talk, bro. I, mean, I didn't understand. Oh my gosh. So, but then they have these little jingle things when they come out. So I'd be out in the backyard running around playing hide and seek off our sugar high. And you hear the fring, 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 and the music would start. So i book it inside and oh. then run straight up to the bar with a tip jar is. <laughs> take a dollar out of the tip jar and wait for her to come over so I can put it in her little dress you know yeah it was it was a cool time and that's part of what i mean by like celebration and like all this cool fun stuff yeah and then when grandpa passes away me being there the restaurant gets closed down mid banquets it wasn't oh. like oh hey you got one month you're out they came it in was somebody just... wasn't paying the bills Boom! Locked it down. Wow. Yeah, it was bad, dude. They.
0: Um, you guys weren't aware of any of that. My,
1: you know, it's. I was younger. My. I'm not saying my dad wasn't a part of stuff or whatever, but I know that my. I think it had to do with some of my uncle's stuff or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. he. Uh, he was uh, just at a bad <clears throat> point in his life, and there was just some things going on.
0: Isn't it interesting? I was going to ask that as well. Um, how was the whole being part of like say business in the restaurant business as well as family? Because they say when you're in business with family, there's always butting heads. Uh, you
1: know, when we had my grandfather there for like the, it was like the matriarch, he kept everything in line. I mean, he was in charge. That's he was like Optimus yeah. Prime, yeah. keeping everybody he together. He was in charge. Everybody followed suit. The problem is when you have too many people in charge, nobody follows suit, right? So at, the, at that point, it's like, well, if you're not going to make one person in charge and uh, and then they can talk to the rest of the group. You know but it's not how it works it's yeah. free, you know, life is very cut and dry I'm not you know I'm not gonna lie dude I, it's the gray area is made by us yeah you know what yeah. I mean it's all about communication yeah. understanding and having some feelings for other people and how are how is your decision going to affect the people around you of course your community and your health and and, and, and maybe five feet in front of you how, how yeah. is it going to do that and you know so it's really crazy you want to hear a crazy story about this whole restaurant thing now right before it closed down
2: yeah.
1: <clears throat> excuse me I went to um Greece with my uncle. I was 15. I went to Greece with my uncle, uh, and he was definitely drinking and partying at that point, or whatever. Mm. And he was running the restaurant, but he had not cleaned up yet. So this was right before. It was like 2001, right before uh, 9/11. Was 2000? What was that? 2001. Well, it was a year before 9/11. Yeah. So I went to Greece with them. Um, this dude the whole time we're there drunk. Whatever. Having a good time. We were all having a good time. Let me drive when I'm over there at 15, you know. It's weird. But we had a good time. Now, on the way home to get Cope through the uh, airplane ride, he started drinking. And then I started ordering drinks at 15 and giving it to him, you know. But I wasn't drinking. Yeah. So he got super fucked up on the plane. And he goes to go to use the restroom. And uh, I think he opened the door and he hit somebody's head. Like when they In were on the plane, reach, yeah, on the plane, why they were grabbing something oh, off the cart? Yeah, so the yeah, co- yeah. Thor hit his head, grabbed the cart, and the guy said, "Hey man, be careful." And my uncle, being drunk, said, "Hey, fuck you! Don't tell me to be careful." And the guy said, "Hey man, I'm just trying to tell you, don't don't hit me with Thor this and that." Well, I blew up on the plane, yelling, "Fuck!" Well, this is at the beginning of the flight. The flight's like eleven hours. Okay, so <laughs> oh my I got God. him yelling, fuck you, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, "Dude, what?" And I'm like, young. I'm like yeah. 14, 15. Finally, three hours in, him screaming, you know, fuck everybody on this plane, and yeah. we're sitting with everybody. Uh, Turns out the dudes are off-duty police officers from San Francisco on vacation. Shit. Yeah, and, there's two of them and their wives, yeah. So they, um, the airline stewardesses came over, and I mean, enough to where they convinced me that my uncle was in the right. They came over to come. My uncle I was like, listen, we know you're in the right. Yeah, 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 we're yeah. We're going to have the police arrest him when we get to San Francisco. I was like, oh, shit, my uncle must have done something right then, I guess. Uh, Dude, we get to San Francisco after all the screaming on the plane. Right when we get out the airplane door, there's like 15, 20 cops. And my uncle's like, yeah, it's this guy. Right when he turns around, they drop. All the stewardesses. is like, nope, it's this guy. And they point to my uncle. They drop my fucking uncle to the ground, handcuffed him, and drug him across the airport. And I had to get interrogated by the FBI. Man, what the hell?
0: You're 15. I'm
1: 15. I got interrogated by the FBI at the airport. This was right before 9-11, dude. Do you know how much... Oh. of a shit show that would have been if my uncle tried to pull some shit like that yeah right you know so it was a that was a shit show for me I mean look it's all funny games and we can joke about it but as if you go through 10 hours of emotional struggle like that yeah. emotional shit show as a kid you know that stuff kind of Especially Starsy. being
0: on a damn plane, yeah. you know, that's already a sketchy place. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate, I hate planes.
1: Oh man. And I never been, and when they're like, you're going to be questioned by the FBI, sir. I'm like, I'm not even a sir. I'm a baby. I'm kidding. I can't even drink. You want an FBI? What? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my God. I shit my pants. That is crazy. Yeah. So it was definitely a, so that's right before the restaurant got closed down that yeah. summer or whatnot. Get back. My dad, my mom were like, you know, as my mom's picking me up from the airport, Usually, you can see people getting off the plane and walking by with their luggage. They just see my uncle being drugged by the police and me being walked with the police. My mom's like, "What the fuck is going on?"
0: Uh, your parents didn't try to help or no, anything they, like that. Like,
1: because they, well, they, there was nothing they could do. They had no idea there was anything going on on the plane. Yeah, true. So, and that's right before cell, before cell phones. You know? Yeah,
0: they needed, they needed more clarification and before she, they like, can just kind of like,
1: yeah. And my mom's like waiting for us, and she's like, "Oh, there's Pete." And she goes, "Why the <laughs> fuck is there cops everywhere?" So they had to bring her into the FBI room, like, "What the hell's going on?" It was crazy. So,
0: <laughs> so after the whole restaurant thing closed down... Uh, so the
1: restaurant closed, and um, that's when, like, super depression started. For you. For me, and it started kind of... I could see it with my pops. My dad was sleeping a lot, didn't have the restaurant anymore. He got a couple of jobs working for, uh, like, Henry Weinhart's and stuff like that, setting up beer uh, displays and oh, okay. stuff at record, yeah, I mean, yeah. which he loved doing it at, like, liquor stores. And, uh, and then he... Uh, my dad went in for, let's see, he went in for a routine, he had his toe amputated, he was a diabetic, okay, so my dad yeah. had his toe amputated, and it was cool, he would joke around with my like little cousins, like, oh, can you find my toe, I lost it, <laughs> so they'd run around the house looking for his toe and shit, you know, but he went in because it got a little infected, and so he went in like on a Thursday, mm-hmm the hospital I don't remember if it was Thursday or whatnot but it was just for the weekend he was supposed to come home on a Saturday this was the one and only time I didn't go visit my dad because it was he had been in the hospital so much we always visit him he was just some routine thing yeah yeah well he was taking a shower at the hospital and he got a blood clot to his lung in the shower so nobody knew to check on him because you know you're at the hospital he's getting ready to go home on the next day uh, actually I think it was Sunday he was getting ready to go home that day And he was showering And he had blood clots So finally after like 45 minutes They were like Where's You know We haven't seen Nick He's still in the shower So that's when they went And checked on him And he had fallen down In the shower And there's nothing Really they could do At that point
0: It was that moment Right there
1: Yeah he passed away At the hospital Getting ready to leave The hospital How old were you I was 16 Jesus Super crazy Unexpected You're you're just a teenager Dude crazy Still trying to cope With the fact that My grandfather passed away You know like 4 years ago Just understanding What those feelings were like so, I was already, already a chubby kid. <clears throat> you know, at the restaurant, we would just, my dad would give us access to the fryers and stuff. So, we would be eat. like frying fucking French fries and yeah. shrimp. And like little kids, you know. So, all I knew was, oh, you're happy? Eat. Are you yeah. sad? Well, eat. Yeah. You know, so I was an ad- an addict from a young age without even knowing it. I wasn't addicted to like. To f- cocaine, to but food. I was addicted to food.
0: That is a that is like, an addiction. A massive addiction as yeah. a young
1: kid. That's all I did was associate that with happiness and sad. That's Wh- all we ever did.
0: What age did you did you realize that you had that?
1: Twenty I was twenty one. I was four hundred and twenty pounds at twenty one years old. But before that so so my dad passed away at six when I was sixteen. Those four years I had massive anxiety panic attacks, eating so much, gained like fifty pounds, was going to high school but like like I said, I had so much anxiety and depression. I didn't know how to like. Those are feelings that you don't have the tools to fuck with. Yeah. Right. I'm too young. I didn't. Nobody taught me those tools. So nobody. I nobody knew
0: back then. No, nobody knows. No.
1: So I went to like my doctor. My doctor was like, "I'm gonna send you to like group uh, anxiety classes." And I was like, "What the hell? I'm a young. So I'm like, what? Well, I don't got no, no. fucking. I don't have no problems. Fuck you. You know, like what? <laughs> but I felt all weird going. Best thing I ever did, bro. Yeah. 420 pounds, going to these, wow. yeah, it was 420, uh, like, I mean, that's a cool number, but not on your scale, I mean, like, 420, right, I mean, like, not on the scale, dog, not on the scale, so, dude, uh, I got to a point where I was just, like, I didn't know what to do, I was spiraling, so, when I went to the anxiety class, it was, like, six weeks, I think it was, like, two days a week or something like that, or whatever, I had this, are you awesome. still involved? No, I'm not no. involved anymore, and, but. You know, I'm trying to get involved. We'll get to that when I'm talking about how I just lost weight recently yeah. too. You know, but this was the first round of losing weight. Yeah, that was 200. So, I went to the anxiety class. The last day of anxiety class, our therapy class or whatnot. The uh, I remember the doctor came over to me and said, "So, what did you? What have you learned from this?" And I said, "I learned that I'm scared that I'm going to pass away like my dad did." He's and that's what we got to. It took all of this peeling back stuff and all this to finally realize that the whole anxiety is based upon me dying like my dad. I'm afraid I'm going to pass away like my dad. And at 420 pounds, it's easy to be scared. Yeah. So what are you going to do to fix that? She asked me. And I said, uh, I'm going to go home and I'm going to start my, I'm going to change my life. And I did. I went home and my best friend, Ivan Batnich, came over shout to my Shout out house. to Ivan. Yeah, shout out to Ivan, man. Changed my life the first time. Dude, I'm gonna start crying right now, dude.
0: Go ahead, brother. Man,
1: talk about real shit. He came over to my house. We both lost our dad at the same time. We were best friends as young kids. Uh, we lived across the street from each other. Well, my he his grandma lived across the street from my grandma, and I went to school across the street from our grandma's houses. So I was always there. We hung out and played video games together. His dad used to collect antiques. His name was his dad's name was Pete, mm. and it was. Uh, uh, first time I ever seen a Playboy was over there. His dad collected Playboy, anti-playboy. You know, so we were like kids, you know. So I yeah. know the guy's a young dude and uh his uh his dad passed away. His dad passed away like six months or something like that before my dad. And then my dad passed away. And it was super crazy because um Ivan calls it DDR. And I said, What the heck is DDR? It's dead dad rage. And he got, mm-hmm. and he took, I took my dead dad rage and I ate myself fat. Yeah. He took his dead dad rage and he became a healthier individual, uh, as far as like physical and physique and stuff. You yeah. Know? So just giving you a little background on the guy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I finished my anxiety classes, uh, that next day, I even just randomly showed up at my house and was like, so I want to help you for a couple of weeks to show you what you need to do. I need you to be here for your kids because our dads weren't here for us. Yeah. 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 Man the realest conversation I could have ever had at 21 years old talk about crying dude so he came over for two weeks straight showed me a little just showed me the easiest way which was calorie counting and working out cardio and stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he went and did his own thing after a couple weeks so I just took the calorie counting and and the cardio and uh, I ran with it for a year and a half I used the elliptical machine every day Uh, I got up to about an hour and a half on that machine yeah just cardio it wasn't nothing I was doing push ups and sit ups but um I was just doing what I knew at that time, but it helped. I would watch a whole episode of Sopranos on the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd get yeah, the yeah. whole... It changed my life. I lost 220 pounds in a year and eight months. Yeah. Dude. Ivan, yeah, Ivan came over and did that with me and uh, for the two weeks. And then he'd always check in on me and see how I was doing. And, um, the problem was is because I didn't know the proper way of doing things, I would like I wasn't eating enough fiber, mm. things like that. Yeah. and. After I lost all the weight I needed to get my wisdom teeth pulled And when I got my wisdom teeth pulled uh, There was an issue there You know what I mean I, I had a, I had a big issue With that uh, But back to losing weight I, There's a lot of things that I didn't do Because when I From 16 to 21 Those childhood years Of trying to do things Like water skiing And whatever else you want to do I always thought I didn't want to do those I didn't like doing them But I didn't realize Until after losing weight That it was because I couldn't Yeah and so, like, 90% of my daily uh, decisions on activities and things that I wanted to do were muddled by being overweight. You know, I wasn't able to do things like, sure, I could express myself as far as talking, but what if I wanted to run? What if I wanted to ride a bike? What if yeah. I wanted to go do things? And, uh, uh, Dan, it's one of those crazy things, man, I'm telling you. But change, that was the first time I lost weight. That was... Yeah. Bro, that's you know,
0: a lot of weight. That's yeah. phenomenal man.
1: All natural. Never took that's no beautiful. medicine nothing That's beautiful to hear. I appreciate it.
0: Because my thing is that that's one thing that's very difficult. If I ever something that I've learned is when you do something super hard one thing everything else is quite easy. Yeah. You know that's sort of something that I've learned. So like you accomplishing something so difficult especially something you're not in like you're not accustomed to. Yeah. And then you were able to do it. Yeah. That's that's beautiful to hear man. Yeah,
1: well, I appreciate that. It's like you said, coming from like the restaurant business, oh it's yeah, the like opposite of <laughs> yeah. so opposite. It's like yeah.
0: it's like a whole flip. Your your whole world just like flipped upside down. You know what I mean? It's yeah. But man, right. that's that's insane. But yeah, yeah. Ivan Ivan was uh, he was my strength and conditioning coach when I was a fighter. Okay. Which is crazy, and yeah. then it's funny. Like how we just kind of like bumped into each other, and we're like, you know, Ivan, I know Ivan. We're like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I tell Ivan about it. You know, he's so he's a very stoic guy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm gonna get him on the podcast, Ivan. If you're hearing this, you know, oh
1: he will. No, he will. <laughs> I know. I'm, yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm better, gonna get. I'm gonna get him. But yeah, the he's most monotone dude <laughs> and the, the most characteristic he has so much character but he's the most monotone dude i know
0: i call him just like the stoic killer yeah you know like me i'm very like i'm a people see me and they don't see me as like oh you don't seem like a fighter because you're very smiley all the time yeah, you're very yeah. like happy i was like well i don't i don't think i'm intimidating or anything i don't want to right, right you know right, right, but right, right. it's just funny and like him he's a fighter's fighter you yeah. know he looks the part and he's the part yeah. me i'm not
1: I'm not <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just It's instilled in that guy Yeah The Croatian sensation man. So
0: when you lost um, You lost all the weight And then you said that you You said you didn't do everything right
1: So the calorie counting is like uh, I mean I feel like that's the easy way right You eat less calories than what you're burning And so yeah. you burn more calories than what you're eating or whatnot However you wanna And it's And it's good But there needs to be a more well-rounded diet I could go to McDonald's and get a five hundred calorie Big Mac, but that's not necessarily It's good. not real food. It's, <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not know. real food, you know. So sometimes back then as a youngster, that's what I would do. It's like, okay, well I got, you know, eighteen hundred to two thousand calories after my workout of that I can pump through the day. Five hundred calorie Big Mac ain't that bad, you know. If I go with my friends, I'm hanging out yeah. with my friends, you know, as yeah. long as they stay in that calorie count. Of course. So I mean it worked out, I lost weight, but you know, things started to roll into um, the craziness and it was not understanding you know you get too excited when you lost when I lost, lost all that weight I got super excited oh it's a big like, thrill oh man I was just full of energy and having a good time so and I started running a restaurant there's a restaurant called Opa and my cousins helped open it and uh, I started after I lost the weight so I got introduced to like drinking more alcohol uh, not drinking a lot of water and uh just some crazy things like that, and uh, I got my wisdom teeth pulled, and I they gave me antibiotics for my wisdom teeth. It's called like a Z pack. Yeah, it's like this really strong antibiotic. Well, I didn't know, like I mean I know not to drink on it, but I was in Vegas right after my wisdom teeth got pulled. Oh, yeah, shit. so right after losing all this weight and uh, trying to be healthy, I get my wisdom teeth pulled. I'm taking antibiotics. I'm in Vegas partying a bit, drinking and shit, and I get diverticulitis mm. and like. Freaking 23 years old Or something like 24 So It's like uh, I didn't understand What that was It's like when your food Doesn't digest Yeah. Diverticulosis Or diverticuli Or something like that Is there pockets In your intestines Yeah 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 And diverticulitis Is when it becomes Inflamed And uh, uh, What do you call it uh, Infection In there So you have to take Antibiotics Heavy antibiotics And so um, Do I you got, have to take them Every day um, No so what happens <coughs> Is Is it's a vicious cycle The z pack. Is an antibiotic, which makes it so your food can't. You, it kills the bacteria in your stomach, and that bacteria is what breaks down your food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you're not getting any food digested as well as it should be, and then it gets <sighs> stuck in those pockets. Well, then you get an infection. Then you got to take more. Uh, what do you call it? Uh Antibiotics. Yeah. And which can't digest your food. So if you're not taking these prebiotics and probiotics and all this extra stuff on top of it. Yeah antibiotics are junk, right? Well, at a young age, you don't know this, so I'm in this vicious cycle of getting an infection. Now, so I went to the ER like 11 times in like two years, dude, due to diverticulitis, getting it all the time. So I finally chose to have it pulled out, like, chose to have surgery, dude. But those two years of having it on and off were the worst time of my life. Antibiotics ate my stomach up. That's where, like, all your feelings are at. Yeah. Anxiety came back, depression hopelessness, like where am I going? Because, you know, every, I would have to take a, you know, you take the the antibiotics for a couple of weeks and then you stop. And it'd be like two weeks of being okay, trying to get my stomach rebuilt after having massive antibiotics. Yeah. And then by the time I was felt a little better, boom, I would get diverticulitis again. And at that point, they were passing out painkillers like it was nobody's business. So mm-hmm. that's when I got addicted. I wasn't like taking them every day, but I'd buy them off the streets. Yeah. I'd buy Norcos, and you know, those little yellow pills. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember being at work at Whole Foods and having them delivered while I was working in produce. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'd have people drop them off to me while I'm working. <laughs> they come <laughs> in like, what's up, dude? Talk to me while I'm stacking produce and they oh. drop it right into my apron, you know? Damn. Some pills. Yeah, if I wanted to get numb that night, you know, feel good or whatever. It was, some, it was another rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own version of rock bottom. Everybody you know? does. Everybody does. You know, to go back on what you were saying about, about, you know, if you work hard at something and then the rest feels easy or whatnot or whatever. I remember somebody told me recently, there's two types of hard, man. There's the easy way out hard, or there's the work for the easy hard. Yeah. And, and in my situation, it was the overweight thing. Mm-hmm. So like, it's hard to get up off the couch, and it's hard to tie your shoes, and it's hard to walk up the stairs, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's still hard to be a big dude. It's hard to wake up early and work out, right? So what kind of hard do you want? They're both hard. They are. It's easy to sit on the couch, but the rest of your life is hard. Yeah. It's hard to work out, but the rest of your life is easy. What hard and easy do you want? And
0: that's all it is. That's, that's all a, it is is making that decision. That's a beautiful way to point that but out. It's, it's, you it's, know,
1: it's, 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 it's I hate the extra bullshit we put on the stuff. It's yeah. cut and fucking dry, man.
0: It's so like simple. You know it, what I mean? It's, know, it, people make it. People are just so intimidated by what they hear, say on the the whole social media. Oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. It's like, no, guys. It's it's just a little bit of consistency. Yeah. That's it. Man, you know?
1: Consistency is key. Communication. I mean, it's all stuff that seems so cliche. Yeah. But nobody wants to follow it. They're they they'll still watch T V nine to five. And I'm one to do it. I love watching Dick Van Dyke, bro. Yeah. I'll <laughs> sit there and watch it all day. I like watching. <laughs> but it's a killer. It's not, it's like anything you can become addicted to, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: I had one of those too. Like I loved, I love TV. Uh, I'm a movie guy. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I love to enjoy movies. There used to be a a TV behind you where that, where the bookshelves were, Mm -hmm. but I turned that into something more beneficial for me. Yeah. Something that I can go and like go to my room and just read and consume. That's yeah. that's my thing. I'm like, you know, I can learn something from some movies or some documentaries or something like like history or so on and so forth from a documentary. But that I benefit more from that. And that helps me with everything rather than TV. You know, yeah, T V yeah. is is great, it's a good little getaway, but it's like people with like the whole Netflix thing, like, oh I'm gonna stay on this couch for hours. It's like, dude, you wasted a whole day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the whole, um, anxiety and depression, was that genetic or did that develop from your, the passing of your grandfather and the passing of your father?
1: You know, I don't really know. My dad had it. My dad was but my grandpa didn't seem like he had anything like that. I, my dad also dabbled in drugs Mm -hmm. and my dad also wasn't eating right. Look, if you don't give your body a fighting chance, I just think Jim Carrey said that. I, I think that's what he said. But like if you don't give your body a fighting chance I'm not saying that you don't have it uh, a chemical yeah. imbalance but if you're overweight if you're eating con- consistent bags of things that have more than five ingredients in it yeah. if you're poisoning yourself then you're gonna have poisonous thoughts Yeah. so now I'm not to me I can say it's genetic but I don't think so my dad never gave him a fighting chance yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and, and uh I'm not gonna sit here and stick up for something that I think because my life changed from changing that yeah anytime I've hit rock bottom emotionally is because I let myself go it don't matter if weight it don't matter if it's uh, it doesn't have to be eating that's just my situation there's so much more to life it's balance right I mean we talk about balance but I I, it could have been genetic but I really think that if my dad was alive right now uh, obviously if my dad was alive I wouldn't have got shocked enough to lose weight I probably would be dead Uh, I might have had no left leg because of gangrene, because I'm a diabetic. I lost weight because my dad scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. So when I tell you that it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me, it was also the best lesson my dad ever taught me. Yeah. That's the hardest thing I ever came to tell. Look at my hair stands up. It took me 15 years after him dying to say that. People still get weirded out when I say that. Best lesson my dad ever taught me was when he passed away. That was it. It. I would give my left leg to be with him for five seconds just to hug him and smell him right now, right? I don't I give him I give my left leg, I give a fuck. But you're gonna ask me what lesson was the best? That. Yeah. My dad passing away, walking all the way down that hospital hallway to his bedroom where all the doctors were standing outside that bedroom door. When I got there, that was the longest fucking walk I've ever done. When I got to that door and I walked in, I saw him laying there, that was fucking that's it right there. That's it's done. So you have to feel that. Yeah, You have to feel that And the hardest thing In the middle of doing it Going oh This is just a process Well you know It's not It's easier said than done But once that process Starts to unfold And you start to There'll be people That pop in your life At the right time That's what God does Or the, or the universe Whatever you want to call them Yeah When it's the right time At the right moment You won't ever know Good things happen over time Great things happen overnight baby And that's <sighs> all I gotta say And so Anything that's great That's happened to me Has happened like that Yeah Anything good it's taking time, okay? Good thing. I'll give you an example. Anxiety class took six weeks. That was a good thing for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it wasn't until over that last day, that next day, that Ivan came over randomly and we started. That's when the great things happened, overnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He showed up on my doorstep and I'd never looked back. Yeah. That happened like that. Now, losing weight was good, but having somebody that showed up in my life to show me the process was great. Yeah. So you got to be able to distinguish the difference between good and great. Mm-hmm. And good happens all the time. But great is when somebody helps you, when people put you on, when God pops in, when the universe is talking to you, when 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 you least expect it and you get that help when somebody's helping you and you, they don't even realize they're their message from God or whatever it is. That's when the greatness happens. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to think of. That's just, just stuff that I've noticed for me. You know, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to think or how to be, but, you know, I'm Finding my spirituality a lot and uh, after losing my pops and you hit rock bottom, you're kind of looking for anything. Yeah. And uh, my grandpa tells my grandma to this day, Carmi, nobody's going to take care of you except yourself. I love you more than anything, but as soon as you close your eyes, all you have is you. Yeah. And it's the hardest thing, but he's always told my grandma that and it's made her the strongest, most loving person. Also makes them appreciate each other, Yeah. but it's also one of the most Harshest truths and it makes you go to bed thinking and knowing that okay. I love this person next to me so much But what can I do for myself? Yeah, instead of leaning on everybody? Yeah, that's what I was taught to do was lean And it's good to be with people and have that help Hey, you know what else somebody told me was I used to think God doesn't give you anything that you can't handle Mm. No, God gives you things so hard that you have to lean on him so yeah, it's not. It's not that. Oh, he gives me the stuff that I'm so t- I can handle it. No, he gives you stuff that you might crumble on, but you need to lean on him. Yeah. He's got to remind you who's here for what. Mm-hmm. And if you're not reminded, all you're doing is a nine to five baby. Yeah. You're a surface feeler, and I and I, I love that. The world needs surface people. But if you can stop and smell the roses, if you can feel that pain for a bit, you're being appreciated by God. He's letting you taste what life is yeah. until you know what the. Fuck dirt tastes like? You don't know what a lobster tastes like, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could eat a lobster right off the boat, but you ain't gonna appreciate it till you've eaten shit.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And and that shit is what I'm trying to learn to appreciate. Yeah. Is that it's we're we're taught that bad situations are bad. No. But they're not.
0: They're the best things that ever happened to us, man. You're
1: one to preach that oh, to me, God, dude. you told man. me
0: that for how long? Dude, so much, man. I mean, like uh Probably the most recent thing uh, for me specifically, when I was uh, fighting, I lost two fights in a row. Um, My first pro loss uh, came by a split decision, like a meaning that could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. After that, I was like running high, like, oh, I'm going to make a statement and then I lost again. Not only did I lose, I lost in the first round and I got TKO'd, meaning the referee had to push the guy off me. I was in front of my family, my friends, so many people. Like I was, just, I was just riding high On just like all this There's so much noise Behind me And uh, I I didn't take l- Like losing Like back then I wasn't a good loser Yeah I, I didn't take that like I wasn't appreciative Of that like how I am now Like Back then That was a couple of years ago I look at like If During that time I was like man That was one of the worst days Of my life Right now I'm, standing, I'm sitting here right here I was like That was straight up One of the top three Best things That ever happened to me Yeah and that was the most- like that time the most embarrassing, humiliating, like I don't want anybody to look at me, I just wanted to be by myself, yeah, yeah, but I'm glad that happened to me, and I yeah. like even like a buddy of mine just lost, and I told him it stings right now, but as time goes on, you're gonna be so happy that happened to yeah. you, you know, yeah, it's just a lot it's 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 i mean everybody wins, everybody loses, man, it's just like you gotta. You got to learn how to win more than you lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they're, they're both lessons, you know? Yeah. You need both of them. It's a yin and a yang. You need both. Yeah. People are like, are trying to be safe all the time. It's like, why? Like, why do you want to stay away from adversity? I mean, nobody wants struggle, but man, struggle is so good for you. Oh, man. Like, going to the gym. Like, I have a, a, a built a gym into my garage. Struggling in there is beautiful to me. You know, there are some days I really don't want to go work out. Yeah. You know I don't. Like I didn't work out this morning, but right. guess what I'm going to do after this podcast? Yeah. I'm going to eat and I'm going to go train, you know? Yeah. Cuz I have to I have to suffer. That's how I that's me, but it's a good suffering cuz I'm getting so much out of it. Yeah. But people want to be so safe, they want to be cuddly, they want to be tucked in. No. No, you literally—if you want to eat, you need to go hunt for your food. Yeah, that's literally it, man.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And I don't—I—I I like the term losing, right? I mean, yeah. that's something we brought into the vocabulary. Oh man, it should be winning and gaining. Yes. If you lose, that's called gaining. Yes. If you gain something oh, from it, God. right? And then you win, you win.
0: I you, love you, that, you bro. Celebrate a bit. I but love it, that, but man.
1: Calling it a loss is—is is, a loss is. When the mafia comes and breaks your leg and you can't walk anymore, (laughs) that's a loss because there's no, that's not for any reason. You're just getting fucked up, you know? (laughs) Somebody came and broke your leg, you can't walk no more, you lose, you know? So there's nothing really to learn there other than, you know, so but when you're doing something professional like that, when you're doing something that comes with, you know, people have a hard job doing something else. Let's just say an engineer, right? Yeah. Doing something mental, all of this and... Very difficult. But when you're doing something, by the way, your 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 podcast setup—this is an amazing setup. Thank I you, I love brother. the amount Thank of so energy and everything. So much, around. Brother. I mean, these pictures of you and everything is is awesome. And to see what you've done and where, where you're going, even you know, it's all super cool. I love it. But well,
0: I'm I'm bringing you a part of it too, brother. You know, you're right here. You're a part of the journey too, man. Yeah, you know, yeah. it ain't just me. It's the people that I'm with. It's my environment. You know, I'm bringing them all with me. That's yeah. the whole point.
1: For sure, bro. And that's what I like about it is that ever since I've met you, it's always been a a group effort, not you know, because we're we're meant to be, you know. If it look, you get lost in the nine to five. Everybody wants to retire. They want to have a nice house yeah. on the side of the hill away from everybody. Yeah, nah. You know, you know what, dude? I'm trying to help as many people as I can. I'm trying to work the suicide hotline yeah. volunteer. I'm trying to. I've, okay, so I haven't even gotten to that yet, but I just recently lost seventy five pounds too. Right? Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Congrats so, again, I mean, brother. We haven't even finished. You look, finished part you of look this. fucking amazing.
1: No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. But we haven't even got to I mean, so I lost the 220. Yeah. Okay. And then and then some shit happened and all this shit show, but we'll get back on that in a second. I want to get back to your profession as far as fighting. Like there's it's not people are just like, you know, hit, hit, blood, done. What? There is so much more on the line there. There is yeah. so much more. I mean, I get the dignity, and I get the loss and the wins and stuff. But as far as the discipline and and what you're getting as far as morals and respect, yeah. and uh, I didn't know that until I started going and working out with some professional fighters. And yeah. it wasn't professional fighting working out, but it was that environment. Yes. And to understand the amount of respect that 95% of these guys have for each other, is ridiculous To understand the art of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. What? That is so crazy. How much... I mean, the, the umbrella for martial arts and professional fighting and all of this stuff, I I thought I knew until I started really getting into it. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> this is nuts, man. Oh, nah, man. But it's... Um, I'm lucky to not only know one professional fighter, but two. You yeah. and Ivan both. But to know both of you guys, I lucked out because I get to see... What, what it takes to keep that not only an image but to be yourself and express yourself, yeah. But you have to be so careful in that profession, I feel like to me, because it's so watched, right? You don't want to be that super aggressive guy that's kicking people's asses at the bar when it's like, dude, I'm a professional. Punk.
0: No, I, I that's the thing, I, I, I was the same thing about me, I, I would never. Um, there's something that I've learned a recently is I've learned to swallow my ego. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the early years, um, when I was young and fighting, I, I had a fat ego. You know, that took advantage of me. Right, right. And the reason why I retired is because of my health. Okay. You know, I left fighting. I left two years ago, beginning of 2020. Okay. Um, I suffered an accident, a concussion, and I was like, you know what? This is not worth my health anymore. Right. You know, and uh, I'm at peace with that, yeah, you know, yeah. but being in the street like we had recently uh my mother threw my my little brother's prom at her house because right. obviously covid and all the high schools were closed down and he was a senior year there was nobody was gonna have a prom so she was like you know what i'm gonna host a prom at at her house so we were all there we were helping enjoying the kids giving them food and you know just having making sure they, they enjoy their last senior year of prom you know whatever and um these kids came by to crash the party these three kids yeah, yeah they're young you know just like high school it's just like them they wanted to crash the party and then um, i was like hey guys like this is just a private party it's their prom you know it's like we're not really inviting people it's not like that. It's not that kind of party and then uh my brother's friends starts yelling at them like you know get the fuck out of here you fucking pussies and all this shit. it's like what the, why are you guys fucking why are you doing that oh, yeah, yeah. why are you saying that shit right now they leave of course but i'm like looking around like Oh, I used to be like that, like the out, al- like trying to be an alpha, trying to be the big dog in the house, the strongest guy in the room. But it's like, man, that's bullshit. But yeah. these guys came back with 30 people, 30. And This is my mother's house. Yeah, dude, and dude. I was like, and then all these guys saw them out in the front yard. They all wanted to go out and fight male, you know, males, testosterone. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. we want to be alphas. That's that's in our nature. Right. And these guys wanted to fight. I tell them. Stay behind me and shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. And if you do, I'll beat your ass. Yeah. Because this is my mom's house. Have some fucking respect. My niece lives here. My whole family lives here. Yeah. I don't know what these guys are. I don't know if they have guns or weapons like that. Luckily, there was a spokesman on their side, he was a gentleman. Thank God. Yeah. And me and him were talking. He was like, "Hey, man, we don't want no beef." I was like, "Bro, there is no beef. They're young kids. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know violence. They think they know violence, but they do not." Yeah. They want to fight. Yeah. Do it professionally. Go do it in real life. Yeah. This street shit is pussy shit. Every time I see stuff like on street fights on Instagram, I'm like, man, these guys have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. They could kill somebody. They have no idea. Yeah. And guess what? If they did hurt somebody like that, they'd feel so bad. Like I just took a life for what? Just because he slapped my girl's ass. Just because he said, fuck you to me. What? Swallow your ego. Swallow your fucking ego. Yeah. And I kept telling all of them that. These guys were all, all my brother's friends were behind me. They all wanted to talk shit, like fight. Luckily, they all left. Yeah. And then we went upstairs. They're all talking about, oh, we got to go find them. We got to go do this. And I was like, guess what? I was like, let me tell you a little lesson right here, guys. I'm a retired professional fighter. From my experience, don't you ever, ever fight for free. Ever.
1: I love that so much, bro. You know
0: who fights for free? Bums. Bro.
1: That's money right but there. But the kid
0: looked at me like it was one year and went out the other year. They didn't listen. Yeah. That's the problem. They're they're still they're still that young guy who it's like, Oh, I can beat the shit out of anybody. Also the one thing I learned about violence is everybody's dangerous. Yeah. Pete, I can beat you, you can beat me. Yeah. Everybody's capable of hurting one another. Yeah. But the thing is people don't know that. They think they're the baddest guy in the room. Like, I'll admit I'm I'm a pretty bad dude, but there's so many worse people out there than me. Yeah. Way worse. Yeah. And I'm aware of that. Why? Because I understand violence. Yeah. I've been around it for years. Yeah, yeah. And per, at a professional level. It's not just a street shit. It's at a professional at a professional gym with high-level professionals. Yeah, no. They
1: don't This is not Uh, Let's go upstairs and talk about how we're going to chase these guys down. Exactly. But let's go back to what you're talking about. You had even said you were like that, but then we also talked about how. Remember how you said you you lost two fights in a row? Yes. You said you got knocked out. Yeah. And okay, that was embarrassing. All it takes is a defining moment like that for them to understand that. But the shitty part about the street fighting is, is you could die. Yeah, so that shitty moment can turn into a life-changing fucking moment that you'll regret for the rest of your life Because you're trying to be a cool tough guy Yeah, man, or you could be the one that's paralyzed from getting fucking knocked out and You hit the back of your neck on a on a parking block. or yeah. something. who knows? You I know? see
0: these guys getting knocked out on the street on videos They're slamming the back of their head on the canvas against the earth. Yeah, you know how insane that is You're getting flat your whole body goes limp while you're already KO'd and then you get KO'd you would take another concussion just slamming the back of your head on the concrete. You know how dangerous that is? Sometimes people don't wake up. Too much. It's not worth it. No, not at all. Dude, some, every time I had an altercation out, I would act like a little bitch because it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Some guy saying about my outfit or something like I'm, I'm ugly or some shit. I'm like, dude, so something about my mom. Dude, trust me. I've swallowed my ego years ago. Yeah. You're not gonna get me. Yeah, yeah. You're only gonna hurt me if I let you, and you won't. Yeah. Nobody. That's it. That's it, man. It's your
1: peace. It's your peace and your 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 happiness. Exactly, man. When people say, "What's your profession?" It's not fighting. It's yeah. not being Peter the Greeter. Yeah, it's yeah. not being a fucking engineer. Every person is a warrior of their own happiness yeah. and their own peace every day. So the minute you fucking wake up. You better put that fucking war paint on your eyes. Fuck yeah, man. And go to war for yourself. Because your happiness and peace are gonna get taken from you consistently on a fucking daily basis. Because that's what people do. They suck you fucking dry of your energy. Yeah. Because they don't feel good about themselves. I am at a point in my life where I'm trying to work on my triggers. That used to bother me, right? Yeah. I'd be like, hey man you're feeling like shit fuck you get out of my fucking face yeah you know yeah. i'm trying to be i did right <laughs> yes. now i'm trying to become so wise and peace with myself where yes. i want to help you yeah, hey man, man you're hurting why yes let's talk about you and if there's an issue let me with oh. these big fucking greek lips make you <laughs> laugh motherfucker let's, let's have a good time exactly. you know so that's where all the stuff we've talked about was only the tip of the iceberg to get me to where i was you know to yeah. where i'm at right now it's like uh so I lost six inches of my colon. Bro, when you're talking about getting TKO or knocked out. That's worse. Effect, that's no, worse. No, it's not worse. I'm oh. just saying that that's when I realized that I my dignity went out the door. When I woke up from that surgery, uh, you know, first of all, before I went under, I had to tell my mom and my grandma, I love them and I don't know if I'm going to wake up. That was the scariest shit of my God, life, God, man. And so, you know, they went into my belly button and they blew me up with air and they did a non-invasive approach to it. So it wasn't like cuts. It was, yeah. So... Well, I wake the up and goosebumps. the doctor, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, doctor comes in and goes, he uh, goes, he goes, how's your, uh, what do you call it when you, uh, uh, your hernia? He goes, how's your hernia? I was like, dude, I didn't have surgery for a hernia. He goes, oh no, I know, but you had one. So when we blew your stomach up with air, I had a hernia in my nutsack my nutsack blew up like a balloon. What
2: the fuck? So, so
1: I didn't know that. So when I woke up and he's like, oh yeah, so you had a, a, hernia, a hernia down there. Your stomach blew up over there. So did your nut sack. So I just stretched out nutsack, bro. <laughs> For like three days. Oh I like down on my knees. I'm like, dude, I'm like a fucking 80. I look like I'm 80 with my nuts hanging down. <laughs> so not only am I fucking around with the nut sack hanging to the ground, these motherfuckers, the first time I had to take a shit because yeah. my intestines were reattached with like, dude. they had to watch me take a poopy, bro. Hey, when I say Dignity flew out the fucking window like a bird, dude, that shit was fucking long gone. Knock out, you okay, sir? And, you know, that the hardest thing ever was the first shit after reattaching my intestines. Dude. Yeah, so, Dignity, pain, everything out the window. I finally get home, you know, need help to the bathroom. It was like six weeks of really, really massive uh, recovery, and then like six months of low pickup, uh, like picking up uh, at work, at Whole Foods, because I worked there i uh, was on light duty for a while you know yeah. a long time but um but that's when i decided after uh having part of my colon removed and doing all this my dignity flew out the window and i said okay well fuck it i've always done light stand-up comedy
0: yeah i'm gonna do stand-up fuck yeah so i had fuck a high school
1: yeah. friend invite me to go do some stand-up that's over so, at so sick dude. yeah
0: respect you that's that's a hard oh, thing to do
1: i love her so much uh <laughs> Oh my goodness, she she her name was Diana.
0: Uh huh. Shout out to Deanna. Deanna.
1: Diana, Diana, Diana.
0: <laughs> Man, I can't. You know, she good. knows. She's in
1: working she She got hustle. Good, on. Bro. She knows. If she hears, she'll know. She helped me out. She's like, hey, come check it out. You're funny as shit. Yeah. You don't even have to sign up. Just come watch. So I was like, all right. So I went down there, and dude, when I'm sitting there watching these people get up and do stand up uh, open mic. I, I got this fat ass urge to grab the mic and I was like fuck Dude, yeah what the fuck? I was like that's weird but I don't want to do it because I'd never done it before yeah, yeah, well yeah. fuck it the next Monday night I went there and signed up I said fuck it I got up and started <sighs> talking they had a bum that would get up and mumble a bunch of shit and people laughed so I was like well if he can do it I can do this shit yes you know? yes yes so I did it a bunch of fucking open mic we did down at like the, the, long, the Long House in Morgan Hill uh, the Caravan has an open mic and then we did Woodhams like I said over on Saratoga And so I killed it a few times, and they actually had a show for a benefit uh, for a comedian that had cancer. And so they asked me to be a part of that show at the San Jose Improv. So I was like, oh, shit, I've never been on a big stage. That's so dope, dude. So it wasn't nothing huge, but it was a big show for me. So I remember pacing upstairs, and the main lady that had the cancer that was going to go on stage, she goes, man, you're really nervous. Is this your first time ever being on a big stage? I said, I'm super nervous. First time she goes, well, you're probably going to bomb. I don't want to be an asshole, but that's just how it works. And I was yeah. like, all right. And that's what everybody said. You're gonna Yeah. Me. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just chalk it up. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. I'm not saying I killed it, but I went up there and I killed it for the first time. <laughs> I got off stage and she came over to me. She goes, you're a liar. That was not your first time. I was like, I swear. She goes, you killed it. Don't stop doing stand-up. And what did I do? Stop doing stand-up. Why? I I just I was on a natural high for like four fucking days coming off that stage. Oh. And then
0: I stopped. I don't know. So, you don't ever think about going back? Well,
1: that's when I started gaining weight. Oh, okay. So I was at about 220. Uh, after after the surgery, not eating that much. I was like 215, you know, feeling yeah. good. Uh, and then I slowly started doing a little cocaine, wow. hanging out with uh, this chick from high school that, um, you know, I won't say her name. She knows who she is. Yeah. Fucking punks.
0: <laughs> you know, nah, it was nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> Whatever.
1: I dedicated a lot. <laughs> to feeling great and having a good time yes. the easy way you yes, know? Yes, so I would be smoking weed and doing blow once in a while and working at a grocery store and shit like that so there was a lot of party going on at the yeah. grocery store and um, I learned a lot about myself did a lot of freestyling and stuff in the garage when I was high on cocaine like it wasn't like every single day but on yeah. Fridays you know so it, I enjoyed myself after the stand up I stopped doing it I started hanging out with Uh, Chick from high school And and really trying to dedicate more time to this And so like A few years of partying and all of that And then stop hanging out with her I really started gaining weight And I got the job over at the Google campus Yeah, 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 yeah And uh, uh, That's when I became a greeter Yeah That was all on accident That was like I went to be a receptionist uh, Working at the grocery store I went to an interview to be a receptionist And they were like Whoa Dude You're too loud (laughs) Like bro You're way too We can't have you inside a, a lobby they're like, can you be a greeter? I was yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, you just stand outside, talk to people. It's the same pay. I was like, yeah. sure. Give me the fuck out of the uh, grocery store. Well, at that point, I was gaining weight. My feet, my legs were hurting. So standing, yeah, and running around in a little kitchen and being at the grocery store, it's the exact same thing that I said before. Remember, I said when I was bigger and I was younger and I thought I didn't like to water ski and I thought I didn't like to do that. Well, when I lost weight, I was like, oh, well, I really do like to do that shit. I was yeah. just fat, you know. So. <clears throat> That's where I was. I moved myself away from the restaurant business all the nightlife. I was looking for an easy 9 to 5, something I can really do that's not physical. Well, little did I know, going over to the Google campus and using just my personality really helped me understand that I have a lot to offer yeah. As far as me It has nothing to do With my product Yeah I can make a Fucking cheeseburger Dog Anybody yeah, can make man. A fucking cheeseburger But I, when I make A cheeseburger You're gonna hear me Talk about my life Fuck And yeah, you're gonna no. go Hey I like that guy Pete <laughs> It's not my fucking meat
0: It's yeah. Pete <laughs> You know what's crazy bro I have um, Everybody who's approached you uh, From my what I've seen Through experience And even the experience I have with you personally I've never seen anybody Have a frown on their face When they're near you Ever
1: That makes me happy
0: Ever And bro, I'm from a distance and I hear you and I hear their reactions when they're near you and I'm smiling from a distance because you know why? I'm like, Pete's doing his fucking thing, man. He's, he's doing what he's supposed to do and that's serving other people. That's all I know. That's all you know, bro. That's
1: all I know. But it's beautiful to see, bro.
0: Bro, I'm at a distance, man. I'm smiling, man.
1: That shit makes me cry. That's all I fucking know. Everything else in life Is work to me And everybody asks me If you do what you love It's not a work It's not work Well why when I do that It's not work But you know what the problem is Mm. Is I don't get fucking money Yeah And I am giving so much faith Into God Mm. At this point I'm literally at this point in my life At a fucking Pivot where I was willing to sell my soul to go work in Las Vegas with my cousins. Yeah. I can have a Rolls Royce in a year, dog. Yeah. But do I want to work at the restaurant? Do I want to be around cocaine? Do I want to be around all that shit? No. Yeah. I'm on a path to better myself. Fuck yeah, man. God will have me. The universe will have me as soon as I have everybody else in my thoughts. Yeah. But you know what the first thing I'm doing is getting myself in order. Yeah. So how am I going to be, how am I going to help you if I'm not the best version of myself? Dude,
0: I, would, I literally talked about that the last podcast I did with a buddy of mine. Yeah. I always said, I mean, this sounds very selfish. And I mean, I repeated myself. I'm, I'm repeating myself from the last episode. Um, but I have to make sure every single day I'm 100%. Yeah. Because if I'm not 100%, I can never give you 100%. Yeah. You know? You Just know what like, they say?
1: I have to be selfish in order to be selfless. Yes. If I'm not selfish first, You ain't gonna see The best version of me Exactly I want you to smile And I'll give you A half ass smile If that's what you want But if you want me To give you a full on Fucking smile Make sure I feel good too Yes fuck you And I lost that Yeah I lost that So last January A year into the pandemic You know I'm at 310 pounds You know being Peter the Greeter So we're at Google now Yeah The Google campus I'm not obviously An employee But I'm contracted in So Yeah I'm standing at the Google sign Now greeter position My name is Pete We're like La 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 (laughs) Having a good time it was actually security that came up to me like, hey man, you should call yourself Peter the Greeter. Oh, wow.
0: I said, motherfucker, you're right. I said, that fits like a glove. That's
1: better than a condom, baby. I'll wear that all day. Fuck raw dog in life. I'm wearing Peter the Greeter all day. <laughs> Dude, so real talk, you know? So it fit. I was like, shit, dog. Next thing I knew, it took off the like oh, And not, not in the world, but on that campus that has 50,000 employees. Took yeah. Off. And... They took care of us for the, during COVID for like a whole year and a that's half. That's dope, right? so man. I was very grateful for the um, for that company very much. So they do they do very good things uh, for us. Um, it's the people that we work for yeah. that aren't necessarily you know and that's whatever. I don't want to get into detail. So yeah. I got the job wanting a nine to five, something easy because I had gained some more weight. Now i lost a bunch of weight when I was younger. Yeah, slowly gaining it back after surgery and feeling good about doing uh, stand up. Started partying, hanging out with some chicks, this and that. Yeah. Had some emotional issues, didn't know how to deal with them. Yes. So, what did I do? Do a little more drugs, a little more painkillers, stop the painkillers, did a little more fucking cocaine. Like, yeah. there was just this up and down period from like 27. 27 is when I had uh, my stomach surgery. So, from 27 to like 35, 4. So, that was like a, a, a partying, understanding my body. Uh, trying to adjust to like the surgery and all. So adjusting the surgery and understanding how I can, what I should be eating. Now, when you have your colon messed with, something like 40% higher chance of having colon cancer. So I had to, when I decided to have the surgery, they told me like, okay, no. Before you decide to have it, these are the things that are going to follow it. You need to have colonoscopy every five years. Have I had one since my surgery? No. So, am I a perfect human? No. Yeah. My intentions are great, and I'm still trying to work on me, but uh, that's another thing that I, I, I... When you talk about anxiety, I have had surgery on my colon, and I haven't had colonoscopy to find out if I've had colon cancer since then. So, that's what... You know, the next few months, I have things that I'm doing as well, you know? Yeah. So, it was kind of getting back to understanding. So, I, I started gaining some weight, especially when I stopped hanging out with a chick from high school, and... Just some stuff started happening and having this comfortable job at, at, at Google Campus and getting paid every Friday and stuff, so it was easy. And now, I got out of the grocery business. I was like, oh, man, this will be great. Yeah. I'll be able to get away from the drugs and the partying, uh, so I'm not doing it on the weekends anymore. Well, with my personality, I found drugs on the Google Campus within the first fucking, <laughs> fucking week, dog. <laughs> That kind of turned into a shit show, you know? So it was one of those, like, I could just stand on my podium and just do, send a text message, and I'm getting Google's going to hear this like, what the fuck? It, well, it wasn't even... And the thing is, is, it's anywhere you work, and it wasn't Google <laughs> of itself. Of course, of course. It's out Yeah. But, you know, so on Fridays, after we all clock out, if you needed something, you could get it from anybody you wanted. Wow. You know? it was just, you know, somebody knew somebody, or it was what it was, you yeah, know? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where... It was never done at work. It was always at Friday at 5 after everybody was off, you know. But it was very easy to find out where and what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The access to that stuff is everywhere. It's everywhere. Well, and that's where where I'm trying to get to is that I finally found out when they decided to send us home a whole year of getting paid to do nothing, right? Yeah. Okay, don't do that to somebody that likes to party, bro. That's like every Friday, got myself a 30 pack of beer, whatever the fuck I need, dog. And then Monday, start your hangover until Friday, you know? So, but after a year of that, I, I was fucking done, dude. Talk yeah. about hitting the bottom. So, last January, at 310 pounds, full of fucking beer in my gut, I was like, Shit. I, I gotta fucking do something. So, yeah. I remember December, the last day in December, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna change my life tomorrow. How is it supposed to happen this yeah. and that? Well, this year, the way the planets are all aligned supposedly it's like the first time they've been aligned the way they've been since like Jesus was alive. It's like 2000 years. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I started a little research on like astrology. I'm Greek, so there's astrology yeah, and shit of like course. That, you know? Well, fuck it. You know, I it's not even whether I believe or not. January 1st hit. I, st- yeah. I woke up at 5 in the morning at 310 pounds and started working out. Yeah, yeah. I can't explain it. It's a testimony and you can say whatever you want, but the night before, full of beer going, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to change my life. Boom. All of a sudden, 2021, the new day fuck starts, yeah. and I start losing. I start weight watchers. Best yeah. thing ever. I've done weight watchers back in the past, but they were nothing compared to how they are now. Yeah, yeah. This shit is amazing. You scan whatever you want, have a whole community of people to talk to. Yeah. So first month in January was weight watchers and walking around my block because I wasn't working out. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go for walks. Yeah. It's 5 a.m. I did seven miles every day, bro hurt my fucking leg. I was yeah. like, I don't care. Then Ivan hit me out, dude, February on my birthday, February second, dude. He's like, hey, fucking mussy. I was like, Mussy? Is that what you want to call me? Mussy. He's like, You gonna get down here and work out or what? And I was like, Yeah, I guess. And he's like, nah, I'll see you tomorrow. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> so I showed up, man, and the first two first three weeks I cried probably every single day at the gym. And he told me, Stop fucking crying. I was like, dude, I can't help it. It hurts. Dude, this the pain, is not yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not But slowly but surely those tears turned after about three weeks, the fourth week of tears were happy tears. Fuck yeah And then we had a meeting like the that month. He was like, Listen, bro, if you're gonna come work out at my gym, there's no crying. I don't care whether you're happy or not. Not, You're a fucker. You know that? I mean, maybe you need a little sensitive hug from me. Get away from me, dude. (laughs) You know? So as much as we got a yin and yang, I love the guy. The guy who's done everything for me yes, and yes. everything with me, and he yeah. showed me the way. But it wasn't until about two months in that I realized that I love my boy Ivan, but maybe I do get maybe the sensitive side that I have because I grew up in a house my mom, my sisters. After my dad passed away, I'm very in tune with my uh, sensitive feminine side, whatever you want to call it. I know how to show and express myself. And so, uh, but my masculinity, I never hung out at a gym with a bunch of dudes like that. So I was giving me this, this fucking boost of confidence by working out with a bunch of these fucking high tense dudes. Yeah. But I'm also giving him maybe the love and uh, compassion and understanding that he might not, it has nothing to do with him, but maybe that's what, you know, the
0: yin and the yang, the
1: yin and the yang. And so, uh, but for myself, man, I cried. Nothing is easy. I don't want anybody to think that. The reason that I'm here to talk about it is because I want everybody to know that if I can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do this. You find out a perfect balance. It doesn't have to just be cardio. When Ivan showed me the mobility and flexibility about things, the stretching before you work out. I mean, massive, 25 minutes of stretching. I was like, really, Ivan? You call me a pussy, motherfucker? You're going to make me stretch? Well, fuck, you do know those kind of stretches? I was farting and fucking almost shit in my pants because you're stretching shit out. You never stretched. I thought, oh man, this is crazy. I'd leave there, go, dude, I pulled something, he's all you'll be fine tomorrow. I don't believe him, you're a fucking liar. Get back tomorrow. I was fine. I was like, oh shit, I was good. He know he knew what he was talking about. I had a fractured, the side of my foot was fractured when I first started. And, and, and it's from rolling my foot and it's got this weird. He's like, it's all cartilage, right? We're gonna break it up, we're gonna retrain it. I was like, dude. Ivan, you're not a doctor, don't tell me bullshit. <laughs> he fixed it, bro. Rolled it out, fixed it. He's all, after about a month and a half, he's like, is it fixed? I'm like, yeah, he's like, fucking told you. It hurt like, like a bitch though, won. huh? It did, but it was
0: uh, worth it. Yeah.
1: It was worth it. Anytime I've ever had an issue, it can be worked out. It can be fixed uh, holistically. Yeah. I am so Western medicine, man. Yeah. Antibiotics, all that shit. Hey, you need it, you take it. Yeah. But don't let nobody sell you that shit. No. Fuck that, no. bro. I've had to fight You think all doctors know we're people We're po- oh, the doctor knows right. The doctor knows Now, fuck you, doctor I'll Doctors you don't on. even look
0: you in the eye anymore Nah
1: They don't I want three opinions I want everybody to tell me And when you're looking in a book Yeah Last time I went in about antibiotics Something, they're like Okay, let me see what antibiotics You can take with the one I was said, is that a book? So, like, yeah I was like, so you don't know I mean, I get a book But you don't know So I gotta see what can go together I was like, no I don't need antibiotics right now Yeah Let me go somewhere else where somebody
0: can just go like, this is what you need. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole another issue, man.
1: Yeah. So gained a bunch of weight last six months. Boom. Changed my life. Spirituality. Now, if you want to know something super crazy, uh, before COVID hit, I started carpooling with a gentleman uh, named Marquise. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love him. My brother, we, he was a greeter at Google too. Mm -hmm. Uh, he said, hey, let's carpool, this and that. So like a week into carpooling, he asked if we could pray on the way to work. Now, I've always been religious, so yeah. I'm, I'm not afraid of praying, but I've never been super spiritual. I didn't know what that was. That's a yeah. difference. You know, so I said, sure. So him, my brother, and I, and then uh, our buddy Gabe, who's also another uh, spiritual dude who I didn't know, I got on the job as a greeter. We all carpooled. We started praying on the way to work and on the way home. Dude, hey, when spiritual. I say crazy stuff started happening, oh, the first time we prayed for my mom, we just prayed. Have a good day. We hope yeah. whatever issues she's having, we hope. It was a Thursday. That Monday, she told me, she said, yeah, yeah, I quit cigarettes. I said, you quit smoking cigarettes? I said, when did you start? When did you stop? She goes, I randomly had an urge to stop smoking on Thursday. We prayed for her at 7 a.m. She decided to stop smoking at 12 p.m. Yeah. Hey, man, if that's not a testimony, I don't know. You don't got to believe it. It is what it is. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Until yeah. it happens
1: to you, then it's like, you know, so... I owe that to Marquise. Marquise, I've had many times crying with that guy. That guy's my brother for life. He is an amplifier for for God. He's in. I mean, when you pray with him, God is your first. You're right there. He's yeah. listening. Oh, you with Marquise? Then we want to hear what you got to say. It's changed my life. So it, it's the first time I lost weight. Calorie counting and cardio. This time, spirituality, yeah. flexibility, mobility. Weight Watchers as far as and, and, and I when you think Weight Watchers you think points, but the point system is done by Balancing out everything from fats and saturated fats yeah. and all that. So it's like a whole science to it, which is good yeah. uh, And I'm not here to sell that shit. I'm not a spokesman for Weight Watchers The only thing I ever preach to people is things that I've been through so I won't sell you something But I'll tell you about it. Yeah, so if it works for me then it should work for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm the guy that tries to find the easy way out. And I don't mean to be that way, but that's how it's always been. Now, was it easy to lose this weight this time? No. But Weight Watchers made it as easy as possible. Yeah. You know? And when I work out now, I don't work out to lose weight. That was the one thing my uncle that I was telling you about that was on the plane that fucking got in a fucking flight. (laughs) FDI got me (laughs) in trouble. I remember one day I called him. I I was like, man, I got to work out. I don't want to work out. He's like, why why don't you want to work out? I was like, I don't fucking care about losing weight. He goes, dude, you told me you work out because it makes you feel better and you're not depressed after you have no anxiety. I said, yeah, He's like, so it's your antidepressant, mm. right? And I was like, yeah, like, so, so you're not working out to lose weight. I was like, oh, motherfucker, that's the one thing you said that really yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It's always rung out in my head, man. Anytime I've ever had a struggle to go out there, it's like, dude, you're not doing this to lose weight. You're doing it to feel good. Yeah. So, like, I'm on a strict diet. Like, I decided I'm going to have some beer today, right? Usually, I'd be dead. Oh, man. I work out every single day to feel great and to be consistent. Yeah. If I do decide to have beer and do that, it's okay. I've worked you for You should. I'm not worried about anymore. more. Like, the number on the scale is so cliche. Ooh, I'm not worried about the number on the scale. Of course, at 310, the first 50, 60 pounds, of course, I'm watching the number on the scale. But now that I've got about 30, 40 to go, 25, I'm, I'm just riding away, baby, up and down. Because if you... Focus too much on one thing, it's like anything. Too much of one thing will fuck you it up. It turns
0: into a punishment. Wow. I've never heard anybody say it
1: that simple. That's about as simple as it gets.
0: Well, the fitness industry, that's how it is, man. People they their behaviors towards fitness is is considered a punishment. And that's what they need to fix. Yeah. They say things like I have to eat clean. No, no, no. Change that to behavior says I get to eat clean yeah I get to move I I'm able to do these things and feel good but people they see it as a punishment like people will DM me and be like Daniel why are you eating so clean all the time I'm like I'm not this is how I eat yeah this is me feeding my body yeah that's this this is how I am the mindset right exactly this is not me being strict on myself every day this is I'm not I'm not specifically training to look good I'm training to feel good Just like you Yeah, You know That's how I want benefits.
1: The, the looking good is all; It's a cherry on top
0: That's longevity The looking good part Comes with it as a bonus That's
1: it
0: But It's it's so interesting to me man Like when I When I see people Like I, I'll I'll go out With a bunch of like Family and stuff And some people will say Ah I can't eat pizza Why not Why not yeah. Ah it's It's just I can't You can't It's right there it, yeah. There's There's not poisonous Yeah You're fine Yeah You know But it's that behavior That messes with people That's what kills people's consistency yeah it, it, it just drops everything man and and when you have like like you said a beer right now that's how i know you will have longevity that's exactly how i know that because you have a solid balance yeah. when you're not balanced bro yeah you, you will jump straight off a cliff yeah that's how it is it's bro crazy. yeah that's, but people need to stop seeing it as a punishment because i said this the other day Exercise and eating clean and moving and spirituality, all that stuff, is not a punishment. It is the greatest gift you will be able to give to yourself. Yeah. But people need to change that behavior. Yeah. They have to.
1: We're stuck on wanting so much stuff that doesn't, you know, I'm going to get stuck and sound like a weirdo right now, but it's the truth. We want all this excessive stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh... And they think it's short-term happiness. Yeah. It's literally a drug. No, Everything man. you're buying, it's a short... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, it made me feel good. Put the yeah. shirt on in like five minutes. You're not that great anymore. It's like, okay, you know? But it's the truth, you know? So yeah. the best feeling I've ever had is when I stop when I'm done with my workout. Yes. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, man. It took me. I've The first month, I felt better. Second month, I felt I felt better than that I felt yeah. good by the third month I felt better than good but yeah, I'm six months in and now I can officially say that when I'm done working out I feel fucking great so okay. if you don't put that six months in that four months that five months you're not gonna know what true happiness is yeah. walking away from working out yeah man you they think people think they know two months in this good. yeah man yeah. three months in oh man this is my fucking knees I feel good yeah. no dude no, it's not till you hit your spirit. It's not till you hit your soul. It's not till you're done working out and you go, "Fuck, man, I feel good about everything." Yeah. That you've hit a point where you've detoxed enough. Yeah. If you don't detox enough, we are eating so much and having so much shit in our system that if you completely decide to change your life from from being a a dirtbag eater like I was and mm-hmm. all of that, we're filters, and you think you can just clean your filter in like a day or two or three months? No. The kind of cleaning our filters need From kidneys to liver to all of that Needs a detoxing of, of yeah. Approximately five, six months I mean So I'm not a doctor This is all stuff that I don't need to go to school for You know why? Because I feel it in my body yeah. I'm so in tune with myself I had the vaccine shot on Friday For the first time yeah. Bro I am so in tune with myself After losing 75 pounds yeah. I felt that motherfucker Go through all my veins <laughs> I felt the tingliness <laughs> exactly. I felt everything yeah. And it was two days of shit yeah. And I said okay Same God put this in my way so that I, you know, we're looking at everything as positive, right? So it's like, oh, man, I could look at it like, oh, man, I had to get the vaccine. Well, yeah. what I did was I took it to check myself. You've been feeling so good lately. Feel this shitty feeling because once this feeling is done, you're getting right back on your
0: fucking yeah. routine, dude. Nothing changes.
1: So after two days of feeling like shit from the vaccine,
0: one day I woke up, I was like, yeah, I'm
1: back, baby. Yeah. And I so started working out. But it made me appreciate my workouts more. Yes. So when I look at... Everything for what it is, instead of giving too much thought into it, God put this right now for me to appreciate my workouts. I'm not looking into the details. I'm not looking into all of this because that's that extra gray area as humans that we fucking put. All it is is a sign. All it is is a stepping stone. All it is is a lesson. But there's these very simple things that we should be listening and following to. It's called being receptive to signs all day long. Nobody wants to be receptive because they don't think it, it's real. Or I got rugrats to watch on TV in a little <laughs> bit. I got fucking food to go get to, you know. But if you stop and you talk, I went to go visit my dad at the fucking cemetery, dude. Yeah. One afternoon, a dude, well, my hair stands up. I was out there watching my dad's, talking to him by myself, praying, just looking at his uh, gravesite. And a dude, an all white, old guy, walked. And people walk through the uh, the uh, just to walk. cemetery just to walk. Just to walk. So he's walking, la, 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 la. And I was sitting there and he goes, hey, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what kind of fucking question is that, right? At that cemetery, <laughs> right? the So fuck? I'm just thinking to myself, like, whatever. He's an old guy. I was like, I'm here visiting my dad, you know? He's like, yeah, where's your dad at? I was like, well, all right. I was like, my dad's right over here. He's like, hey, that's crazy. And I'm like, why is that crazy? He's all, well, if your dad's right here, and you look over here to your left, there's a tree, and the branch fell from the tree, okay? So when you see a branch that's fallen, there's that little knot that's left from where the tree fell. Uh-huh. Bro, my hair stands up. He's all, you see that? He's all, what does that look like? I'm like, bro, that looks like an icon of the Virgin Mary. He's all, that's what I said. It's an icon of the Virgin Mary holding baby Jesus from where the tree broke. My hair stands up, bro. I said, he's all, everybody thinks I'm crazy. But every day I see that. And guess what? It's facing your dad's, your dad's gravesite. He's all, so that means he's got somebody looking over him. Dude, I'd never seen the guy again. That was seven years ago. You can come with me to the cemetery on Winchester. We'll go together. Yeah. I'll send you a picture of it. We'll please, look at it. please do. It looks like the branch broke yesterday still. It, it Fresh. It The baby G. I swear.
0: It's almost like they never wanted to touch it. They just leave it be.
1: Dude, and, but even after the rain, after all the weather beating, yeah, it's never changed its color. It's literally looks like the Virgin Mary and the baby Jesus. And so we'll have to check it out sometime.
0: But I'm down, brother. Those
1: have happened to me so much. And I can sit here and tell everybody on every news channel in the world. And it'll be just... Walked over or talked on, you know. Maybe a few people will understand. But it's not till it happens to you. Yeah. And it can happen to you if you're receptive to it. That's all I try to tell people. I'm not saying to become a crazy spirituality freak. I'm not saying not to do anything. But when somebody tells you to stop and smell the roses, don't pull over and smell the roses. Just be receptive to what's going on in the now. Yeah. You know what else somebody told me? Was your thoughts every minute are like a hundred thoughts going on. So like, much. all the time. So much. So imagine somebody throwing a bunch of ping pong balls at you, right? White ping pong balls. But there's only a hundred of them are thrown at you, but there's only five of them that are red. Those are the thoughts that matter. Yes. Imagine throwing all those ping pongs at you and you have to catch those five. Mm-hmm. That's what you should be focusing on a daily. You should be trying to understand which five thoughts that you should be focusing on in the now
2: yeah. and
1: erase the other 95. You know. So it was a really cool, this one was my, uh, my homie Nelson. He has a clothing line called Self-Defined. And he told me that. Very good.
0: Uh, I've, I've been affiliated with Nelson for years. Dude, Nelson years. told me.
1: He, I went to see him and he gave me. I had crying uh, crying uh, moments with him a bunch. Yeah, He told me that about the ping pong. It changed my life. He's like, yeah. throw these 100 ping pong balls at you, but you only need five of those. Those are your five thoughts. Your health, your what you're doing right now, this and that. And it changed my life. Because, the essentials. Yeah, the essentials because... That was what was fucking me up Was that I would constantly Be focusing on shit 10 days away 10 days back And things that happened 10 years ago Yeah I don't know what the fucking what, what am I doing You know Oh so that to Nelson too I met him through Ivan as well Yes yes I mean Everything happens for a reason man I met some amazing people And this journey Is only six months in
0: Wait, bro, wait
1: six years bro What dude, the fuck's gonna happen then I don't even know
0: Something that I've learned This is a lifelong thing This is forever Yep you know, like, I don't want to, like, for me, the reason why I continue to uh, take care of myself daily is because I want to be that grandfather who's playing with his grandkids climbing trees, Right. you know? I don't want to be that grandfather watching his kids play. Yeah. I want to be involved. I want to be able to play with my kids at any age. Like, I want to be able to do backflips still. I want to be able to do whatever I want, you know, physically. And I need to keep myself sharp for that, for the for the future, my future children mm-hmm my future grandchildren yeah. but also I just want to live a long healthy life hundred it and that's what everybody wants right yeah it's freedom man it's freedom
1: well so you know our ancestors before books and all of that they conversated yeah. and when they conversed they were having meaningful conversations they weren't bottomless service talks like this man this was real stuff
0: like that look at this do you ever I mean you I know you do because you're a you're one of those people who is like, you know, fuck your phone, put your shit away and let's be in sync with each other. Yes. That's one thing I wanted to do with this podcast is like a lot of people don't have genuine conversations anymore. Yeah. They just they go to dinner with their friends and like their phone is on the table and they're like they're checking it and just bullshit. We're in sync together. We have the headphones on, I can hear you perfectly, yeah, you can yeah. hear me perfectly. We're looking toward each other dead in the eyes. Yep. Just in sync with one another. And dude, this is we're we're an hour and thirty minutes in, and yeah. this has been beautiful every second throughout. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? for sure. But this is what people need. This is your environment is everything. Yeah. Just like you said, you've met so many people, a phenomenal people along the way, and I know a lot of them. Yeah, you know. But it's it's amazing because you can't really do it yourself. I can never do it alone. You know, you you always need. People, but not just people—the right people. Yeah, you know, like having you around, man. Like I'm, I'm blessed to have met you. Yeah, you know, blessed, especially doing this right now. It's like I, I learned so much about you than I ever have throughout the time we've known each other. Because we, we only see each other for a smidge part, like a little or a couple of seconds, a couple of minutes. But this. We're we're hours in. Yeah, this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah, you know, this is what I want. This this brotherly connection, man. This family. This like you're my people, bro. You know, this is what I want, man.
1: Yeah, no, and uh, I feel when you put yourself in that raw position too. I'm going to use the word raw. Go please. In the raw (laughs) position like this, and you. And you're raw dog in the microphone, like we are, you know, we're just getting down. I feel like when you do that, people can feel it. We're humans; we're all vibrations. Yes, emotional vibrations. You can hear your voice vibrations. So when you're giving off all these vibrations in this, people can hear it in your voice. Yeah. They can hear the bullshit. Yeah. They know, you know. So um, they just don't give themselves enough credit. That's yeah. what we are. If you, it's like a tuning fork, right? You hit one side, and it rings to the other side. And people understand that we're all tuning forks, yeah. and if you can tune yourself right and understand, and there are millions of frequencies as well. Yeah. You know, get on the right frequency, and you feel great. If you feel like shit, work on yourself. Yeah. Turn on the inside. I'm tired of hearing people say it's my work. Once I get my finances right, I'll stop doing drugs. Once I stop doing this, I'll start working out. This no, and it's not even about working out. It's yeah. about focusing on you. I started. Working, I started actually. My every approach to uh, losing weight has been working out first. What worked for me this time? The one and only time that actually the first time I did it, it worked for me, and I didn't realize what it was. I got my eating habits in line first. Yeah, then I focused on the workout. I thought working out and then doing my eating habits was easy. That's not what worked for me, and I didn't know that. I'm trying to uh, cancel out. Well, okay, well, this worked for me this time. This didn't work for me this time. What's going on? It ultimately came down to my eating habits.
0: You made the adjustments. That's the adjustment. I
1: come from the restaurant business. It was never, I ran in the backyard playing hide and seek. It was never the exercise. It was my food. That's what I needed to focus on. That's where I'm at. Do I know that I'm eating a cheeseburger once in a while? Fuck yeah, dog. And when I eat a ribeye, I put that herb butter on top because I'm a chef. And that's what I come back from. Fuck yeah. But I also know that 95% of my life, I need to give my digestion system a rest. I need to give my kidneys a rest. I didn't realize how much I was making them work. Yeah, I was eating steak at nine o'clock at night, and I'd wake up at nine in the morning and make steak fajitas with what was left over. You know, like well, <laughs> I was like fucking doing whatever. You know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, it's now um, the quality of life. I mean, you can be a a plastic bottle of vodka on the bottom shelf, yeah. or you can be that glass bottle on top, that kettle one. You can be anything you want. People will still. It'll, the universe will still buy you, baby. You're still going to be a bottle of alcohol. But if you just give yourself a little bit of that distilled time, give yourself a little bit of that maturing by working out, uh, eating right, having great conversations with people, not being around toxic energy, I had to fucking stop hanging out with certain people too. Yeah. But once I realized that my happiness and my peace meant more to me than anything else, I had no problem sticking my finger up into anybody's <laughs> seat. I'll just do it to my... hey. <laughs> Nothing against my family member But I had no problem Stiffing or selling their fucking yes, face Hey, yes. suck my ass I'm <laughs> over it dog I don't care what anybody else wants Because it's about that's, me yeah, As man. soon as And you know what That can sound selfish And that can be very very toxic and, and hurt to somebody That's not balanced Yes I've been through enough To be balanced enough To know what what's right If I had an, a stage Okay I'm going to start name dropping Please People like You know like Burner From Cookies Yeah Okay Love the guy. Thinks what he does is great. How come I've never seen a video of him actually volunteering some of his time at a fucking, uh, at a child's uh, uh, foster care or doing something with homeless? I get you give money. Everybody can give money. Yeah. What about your time? That's what it is. Yeah. I'm only saying that because I would love to collab with him. I think it's cookies brand. I think it's an awesome thing, but I always focused on, okay, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, let's mm. jump. We'll go from cannabis to fucking uh, alcohol. He's yeah. all over his the company or whatever it is. I get it. But you're selling alcohol to people that drink their fucking life away. Yeah. Now, hey, make your money. Take a run. Have a good time. Shaq, what does he do? Every single thing is something that benefits people. Yeah. No alcohol. He told him no alcohol. Mm-hmm. He said, I won't. Car insurance, back stuff. Gyms. Gyms. When I see, he said, he's his... Profits on all of his uh, investments have quadrupled because he changed from asking how much money will he make to how is it going to affect the community, what's it going to do for everybody around me, how's it going to affect my health. Once he actually put the priorities in line, things started popping off like nobody's business. He created
0: phenomenal assets for himself and for others. Exactly.
1: Now, The Rock, dude, amazing human. I love him, but I think he's full of shit. I think it... (laughs) You can only be so good for so long. On the can't, I mean, come on, man. Like we all have a little fucking things in the closet. Don't play so, well, you know. He's a, he's a businessman. He's a businessman. You know. It. Yeah. But man, you really selling some businessman shit with that bullshit, dog. Like you ain't selling me a fucking ketchup popsicle and white gloves, baby. What are you doing, dog? So, but oh, I, shit. I as a well-rounded human, I'm able to look at all the aspects I love of all these people, yeah. yeah. And say, oh, I like what he's doing. Maybe I'd adjust it to me doing this. Yes. I'm not the best of everything, but I sure as fuck know what people want. And yeah. if I ever had the stage, or if I ever got the the Platform to do what these guys do you would see me having a good time while I volunteered my time You wouldn't see how I make my money. I don't give a fuck about your alcohol company. and What the fuck you're doing with it I don't care about your weed that you're overpricing for everybody and I don't care about the Lexus and the Rolls-Royce You're driving, but I care about what you're gonna do with that money Yeah, and so that's where I'm at right now I'm at I'm at this point where I'm I'm not envious of any of these guys like I used to be I just know what I want and I I pray for them to do more things like that. Yeah. I mean, dude, we know you make good movies. We know you're gonna sell good weed. We know you have great tequila. We know all of this stuff about everybody. That's all typical bullshit that we know. What the f- did you just do for that kid down the street that doesn't have a mom? Yeah. What did you do with all that fucking legal weed money that's blown out your ass? What are you fucking doing for everybody else besides your kid? Yeah. I know your kids living fat. We know that. I, and I'm not saying that I don't appreciate you posting about it. I don't give a fuck about your 16-year-old daughter, your daughter's birthday, or anything else. I care about the girl that didn't have a dad for the birthday. Yeah. So how are we gonna how are we gonna get her? How are we gonna present 16? He should have a goal of doing. 10, he he's Hispanic. What about quinceañeras? There's a lot of went girls that would be in the Bay Area that don't have that kind of access to quinceañera. Yeah. My restaurant did quinceañeras every day. To see the look on their faces and the kids, the teenagers, and what, you know,
0: I don't see no video like that. Those memories don't leave those kids, So why know? aren't you
1: doing that? You know, there's a guy named Drew Deasy that's a, a rapper from San Jose. Yeah, yeah, Dude, the guy buys bicycles for the kids, backpacks. He started a football league. That's all it takes, man. It's beautiful. That's who I look up to. And it's he don't beautiful. have, he's not some huge you on know? top but everybody knows him. And that's what Peter the Greeter is. I might not be huge at Google, but I'm huge at Google. Fuck you know what yeah, I mean? You are. I might not be big, but I'm big. Fuck yeah, and, uh, I love that. And it's all about my energy. And we're talking about alpha males before. Yes. Sorry, I'm talking a lot. I'm bro, me no, no. Talk,
0: this is hey. I'm just the host. Yeah. You're on here for a reason. Yeah. Talk away, please. You're well, spitting facts, bro. And another thing is the alpha male thing, right? Like yes. I love it, right? You
1: can walk in and be a bad motherfucker. Of course, man. I promise you that you could be the biggest buff dude with muscles, but you let me walk in with my energy. I'm alpha
0: you'll kill them all with it yeah it
1: took I'm not saying that because I'm the underdog or anything I'm trying to get big dog I'm working out because I want to be the big guy too yeah but it's not that it's the energy how do you how do you fucking adjust that and focus that energy on positivity how do you steer the conversations because I don't let nobody take the conversation from me yeah that's how it works now if I was an asshole and I was talking about (laughs) shitty stuff then I expect somebody to hit me in the mouth But I'm so confident in my well-rounded conversations that half the time they're not even about me. They're about the person that I'm talking to and how we can better them. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. So I've outgrown Peter the Greeter. How the fuck can I move on? That's where I'm at right now. What can I do for the people that are needing, whether it be, like we said, the the, um, suicide hotline, uh, anything for mental health, anything that I can do to help other people around me feel good. I... uh, I'm literally trying to live my life unfocused on money. I will not sell my soul for money anymore. I want to find out what my job's going to do to benefit people. How can yeah. I make people feel good in, in an atmosphere where they can grow? You know, uh, I don't want to manage a grocery store anymore. That's too small for me. Yeah. People need to do it. There's people made for those positions. My personality is too big to not offer it for everybody to hear and see exactly. and talk. Uh, uh, it's contagious. And I say that because if I'm not confident in myself, then it ain't never gonna take off like a wildfire. Yeah, you know, it's me holding myself back. So the more I go, well, you know, I could be. I think my energy's kind of nah. No. I know what I bring. Yeah. I had an interview yesterday, and I had to tell them that at uh, just to go to an interview and check yeah. it out. While I got some time off, I went to a pot club, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna just check ex- exercise my avenues. I've done food, I've done comedy, I've done Google talking to people, you know, the campus. So I went over there and. The gentleman that was interviewing me was very quiet, and then the the lady that was interviewing me was all all over me. She yeah. seen my Instagram, Peter yeah. the Greeter. You're so great. It's Everything we need. And I knew that when I walked in, it was a battle of the alpha males. Yeah, yeah. He was a very cut, working out man bun tattoo dude, and I don't I do not judge a book by the cover because I'm the kind of guy that I don't need my cover judged. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I get in there. I'm like, all right, so I'm gonna play. I'm gonna give him the Peter the Greeter, the the, the, the old fucking Swigaroo. What yeah. up, baby? Yeah. He was not budging. No smiling. Okay, sir. Yeah. And I was like, all right. All right. I already won. Mm-hmm. I beat you. I'm yeah. the alpha male. Yeah. You know why? Because you're not you're not seeing eye to eye. You're not on the frequency that we're all on in this. Area. You won't let yourself become the positive frequency. He here.
0: won't swallow his ego. No,
1: he won't. It yeah. was, it was, I had to, dude, all I got from, the, I didn't give a fuck about the fucking interview, dog. I went there to see what was, dude, I got home. I didn't even talk about the interview. I told my brother, I was like, bro. That's how I knew I've changed my mindset. I'm yeah. not about what's next for me. I'm about feeling the people's feelings around me and who needs help. I am in an interview, so I'm not gonna help the guy. But I know that guy right there needed a little bit of little bit of Peter the Greeter. You know? Yeah. And yeah. a lot of people are one hundred percent positive, happy, very well in their physique people. So you could never I he I talked to one of his friends, he'd probably be like that guy's got it well he's got a good head on his shoulders and you're probably fucking right but I'll tell you what he don't have is a fucking soul and if you ain't working on your inside you can have a good head on your shoulders you can have big shoulders you can have muscles you can have fucking legs and a big dick but you don't got a soul What the fuck you doing dog you know what I mean like you can have all of the above but if you don't have a fucking soul and you don't know how to work on that and your jealousy starts taking over. I mean you could be the most perfect human being I've seen some really cool dudes that seem like they have it together yeah. But why do you get jealous? Where's the jealousy? For what? For what? Bro, you know, we're supposed to work together as a team. If I walk in here and I've got way too much energy for you to receive, yeah. you better fucking learn how to receive it or yeah. you better feed off my energy then. Yeah. I ain't asking for nothing. But if you're going to start hating on my energy, yeah. first of all, I'm going to put your negative shit out with a fire extinguisher because you ain't going to have no time to play yeah. with me. Yeah. You know, you're talking about professional fighting? I'm a professional positive. Fuck You yeah, want to get man. in the fucking ring with me, dude? We'll we'll have it. And we'll duke it out. Not fight wise. I just mean, like, hey, man, I'm going. My positivity. It takes real fucking hard for you to bring yeah. that down. Yeah. And uh, there are, unfortunately, there are people that are energy suckers. They will suck. And certain people recharge your energy. Yeah. Oh my god, do I appreciate those people? Because I'm only giving energy all day, so there's only so much I can do. Yeah. But when I meet somebody that's like, hey, man, let me let me recharge you real fast. Come here. Hey, you're a good person. You know, like you. Come over to see you. Man you recharge me With energy at work I'm like cool Rejuvenating gotta, Rejuvenating yeah. yeah Yeah you rejuvenate me You get me I, I, I got another hour now you Yeah
0: know? Charge me like an iPhone I'm the same Ooh. way brother I'm the same way when I'm, when I'm around good people And like During the week It's always tough Because I'm always like busy I'm always Work 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 Like even stuff outside of work, I'm still, I'm still creating, I'm still building things like for this, this podcast, for instance, this is this is brand new to me. Right, like right. you said, you were nervous in doing this, but it's like, man, hey, this is new to me too. Right, you know right. what I mean? But something that's not new to me is conversations, people, right. you know, that isn't new to me. And I was like, I want to build a platform to be able to do this, yeah. you know, like, and it's I'm only two episodes in. This is you're my second. Yeah. But already this is one of the funnest things I've ever done.
1: Yeah, dude. I would have loved to have oh, been your man. first to pop your cherry. Yeah. <laughs> I think sloppy uh, seconds. But well,
0: that's the thing though. You're not. You're not even like. It's not a one and done. Yeah. You're yeah. you're gonna be on multiple times. And you know why? Because people are gonna people are gonna listen to this. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, when's Pete coming back? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I already. I can already see those messages coming in. No, for sure. Because man. it's not just them asking. It's also me asking. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be getting that from me. I'm like, hey, dude, yeah, people are asking, but I'm not listening to them. I want you back on. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because you're solid people. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? This is the kind of thing that I want for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like when people are like they seclude themselves or by themselves in their room and they're not out, like I get it. I I'm a I'm a homebody too, but this You can't beat this, man. You can't beat this. You know, like I I met a lot of beautiful people along the way and I continue to do so. I don't shake people's hands. I give them fucking hugs. You know what I mean? Like, like usually I go see my family every weekend. And uh, like if we're going to throw a big old UFC party, like people come over. And some of my mom's friends who we haven't met, they come through the door. They're all shy. They're uncomfortable. You know, like yeah. they're. You know, it's like yeah, that. Yeah. And they like put their hand like, "Oh, my name is so and so," and I'm like, "Get the yeah. fucking hand out of yeah. my face, bro!" And I grab them and I hug them, bro. Yeah. Like they're fucking family. Yeah. That's what I was raised on. Yeah. You know, treat everybody like family, and then that just uplifts them. You see that, and then later you become so close. Yeah. Like I'm so close to those all those people who. We're so uncomfortable barely meeting because that's how it always is. Like, yeah. you know, when you're taking a girl out on a date, it's like, no, sweetheart, yeah. two minutes into the conversation, you're going to feel so goddamn comfortable. Like you've known me for the rest of your like the, your whole entire life. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? That's what I want. I want to leave a mark on people just like how you leave marks on people. Yeah. People leave Google and they're like, man, remember that Pete guy? Remember? Yeah. It's like, dude, you just want to go back to go see him. Yeah, because there's not a lot of people like that. Yeah, that energy. No, a lot of people don't bring that, man. Yeah. But there has to be more Pete's in the world. Yeah, no, we I appreciate that.
1: Him. You know what I tell myself is, you got, you got a minute and thirty seconds when you meet somebody to make a mark. Right. So what's the quickest way I could do it? I always introduce myself as Pete the Greek. Yeah. If I say Pete, the, I don't care where I'm from or yeah. what my culture is. I'm not even from there. From San Jose, Pete. The, from San Jose, I should be saying. You know, <laughs> Pete from SJ. But I say Pete the Greek. And you know why I say that? Because yeah. you'll never fucking forget me. Yes. Pete the Greek. So why did Peter the Greeter work for me so well? Because I went from Pete the Greek to Peter the Greeter. Either way, yeah. you're going to remember that yeah. extra, that extra, that little. So whether you call yourself Dan the Man or yeah. Peter the Greeter or, or or whatever it might be, it's also how you left them feeling. Yeah. So if you can make somebody feel like they want to take their shoes off and put a robe on in front of you, that's yeah. comfortable. Yes. If you can make them feel like they're at home with you, yeah. then they'll give you their, what do you think people do when they're at home? They buy shit off TV, they're yeah. at their comfortable place, they'll call the phone, they do everything comfortable at home. Yeah. So if you can make them feel like home, they'll do anything with yeah, you. Man. They'll have fun with you, they'll smile with you, they'll let their guard down. Yeah. Hey, If you can get, in this day and age, if you get somebody to let their guard down, then you've literally accomplished what humans are. Yeah. If you can get somebody to be the, the most real state of themselves with you, like the most rost version of themselves, then you've won, and that's what my goal is: is not only to meet like two or three new people on the daily, but if I can meet two to three people every day, not just hi, my name's Pete, that's it. I mean, hey, what's up? My name's Pete. This is what I do. What do you do? After that, that counts as meeting people. Yeah. But if I can do that, then I know that I'm leaving footprints on this planet. Footprints. Mm. When my dad, okay, a week before he passed away, this is when phones were on the wall. Okay, he had a big long. He's like, hey. It was a Thursday, dude, at like two in the afternoon. He's like drinking root beer and whiskey. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, what the fuck are you drinking? He's like, oh, it tastes great. I'm like, no, that root beer and whiskey? You're fucking crazy. I drove him, and he had a 1959 Chrysler Windsor, no power steering. This fucking thing was a boat. I'm driving 15 to go get alcohol. He's like, come yeah. on. Because, you know, I had my permit. Of course, of course. So we go get alcohol, and we sat and We tried calling a couple of his friends it was before cell phones uh, were big. And nobody answered on a Thursday at like 2 in the afternoon. And I'm like, dude, dad, everybody's working. Yeah. Nobody's at home. He's crying. He's like, I don't friends no more. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Stop being so depressed, you know. He passes away a week later. Yeah. And we're at his funeral. There was like over 1,000 people. I mean, there's fucking people outside of the church. I remember sitting there and going, and looking back and looking at all the people and going, man, you said you had no friends. Looking up going, you're fucking crazy, dog. Yeah. You had a lot of fucking people.
0: He left a mark.
1: He left a mark. So what is my goal? My goal is to fill a football stadium full of people at my funeral with people that I touched. And I don't mean physically. (laughs) I mean I want to touch people's soul. I want people. Those are called footprints. If you know who I am and what I'm about and I can leave that with you, then you'll come to my funeral if you can make it. Yeah. And if I can fill a fucking I'll never forget that My dad he, he he set that bar for me I got no friends He died A week later He had By the time We were leaving the church It's called The recession You know how the cars follow in the funeral With the stickers And you follow Dude they got to the cemetery And they were still Leaving the church It's like a four mile trek So that's how long The recession for my dad was It was just a shit ton of people And uh, he really believed That he didn't have any friends And so he's fucking nuts Yeah So that's why I'm gonna do I'm going to, f- every day, when you say that you can hear me from over across from wherever I'm at and you see that I'm doing that, yeah. that's because that's instilled in my brain. Yeah. That's all I know. Now, I've learned to show myself that love. Yeah. How the fuck can I be so nice to everybody else but not be so nice to myself? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. That's the conversation I had with myself. What it's are you doing, bro? You're the nicest dude in the world. You would never give a bag of drugs to any of these people that you know. But yeah. you're going to give it to yourself? Come on, dog. Yeah. Cocaine's fun, but not that fun? Come on, man. <laughs> so, again, that's where I'm at with that. I'm at a very, very crazy point in my life where all I want to do is give back. Yeah. I read like The Four Agreements, right? What an amazing book. About. It's literally right on my shelf. Dude, I the just best One my of the aunt, phenomenal aunt, books. I read it like, uh, I think like, uh, it was right before I got my surgery. My aunt knew I had anxiety. And I was very touch. Yeah, so the four agreements. I was very um I didn't like when somebody wanted to help me at that point when it came to like anxiety and stuff. Uh, like when I was younger, when I was going through anxiety at the beginning, like in my early twenties, before I started losing weight. If somebody asked me like, Hey Pete, are you okay? Yeah. Oh bro, I'd flip out. Like, don't ask me that question, because then I start thinking. And so yeah. oh, am I okay? Hello. And I was freaked don't fucking ask me that it got bad it was like to the point where don't so the four agreements my aunt found out my aunt had severe anxiety yeah my aunt man my oh my goodness i love her to death she's actually trying to get into like uh helping people with have crippling anxiety like not leaving the house that's beautiful yeah and so then my auntie heather these, these are both both my aunts uh my auntie heather also um had colon surgery and she had a few things that she went through uh, Emotionally and things So she sent me these books Inside uh, In the mail And I had the four agreements And books came Whatever I go to the ER All the time For diverticulitis Before my surgery And I would bring Like my cell phone And things I could draw on While I was waiting And one day I was leaving To go to the ER And I saw the book And I was like Oh fuck it I'll bring the book Just the four agreements. <laughs> I was literally like oh, Hey when I say Testimonies from God Like why the yes. fuck Would I grab a book Of course of But course. I did i <laughs> grabbed it Dude I read it Three times in the ER Shit I was like "Holy." Shit, I can't get enough of this for real. Yeah. Read it again in the room. Four times in like six hours, just flying Damn. through this book. And at uh, that point, it changed my life. I called my aunt. I never called my aunt to tell her anything. She did the Santa Rosa. And I thought, yeah. you just changed my life. Yeah. This was the most amazing, eye-opening thing that I could have read to steer me in the right direction for what I wanted to do. You know, So that was... Uh, right before, like, uh, my surgery and all of that. So I've always had that in the back of my head. I read it every six months or so to get myself...
0: It's always good to go back to yeah. books. Always and you get
1: more. It's like a movie, right? You yeah. watch it the second time. You're like, oh, I didn't notice that part. Like, yeah. really funny, that's know?
0: so funny you said that. Wow. Yeah. I always do that with movies. I'm like... Because I was little when I watched it. I'm like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, you're like, I didn't notice that. What the hell? I, <laughs> I must have been fucking
0: burping when that part happened. I don't remember that shit.
1: <laughs> so, we... uh, Another thing about the four agreements is I remember when I was working at the grocery store uh, everybody knew that I was like all about like uh, working on yourself still you know I, yeah. I would do things here and there but long story short is I made people feel comfortable about themselves that's what I was known for is Pete and so they had a, a kid that started that the owner of the grocery store knew the parents so the kid had really bad anxiety I guess and he couldn't, <sighs> didn't want to leave the house so they finally got him a job at the store he's really quiet so they asked me hey man Try to befriend him a little bit and be cool with them, you know? And I'm yeah. like, all right. So I became cool with them. And I remember his, like, second weekend, he was in the back with his backpack just sitting underneath the tree. And I went out for my break. I was like, hey, you know, I was thinking about you today. And I have a book that somebody told me to read. And I read it a bunch of times. And I think it might change your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He goes, oh, yeah, what's the name of it? I said, The Four Agreements. Dude, my hair stands up. He reached down in his backpack and pulled the book out and said, I just started reading it yesterday. But, Dude, hey, when I talk about crazy shit, uh, I said, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, my mom bought it for me, bro. I said, bro, it's going to change your life. It's going to change your life. Yeah, and He man. told me after he read it, he just started doing a lot better for himself. And it was just uh, helping with some of the tools that we don't have as youngsters. you know.
0: Books have been the greatest investment I've ever made in my life. Yeah. For sure. Like. I, I can't put into words how what it did for me, that's why I consume daily. Yeah. Always. I mean, that's, I'm trying to fill my house up as a library. Yeah. You man. know, fuck the TVs. You yeah. know, Calm I down, want. Bruce
1: Wayne. <laughs> Calm down, Batman. Yeah, you And I could see it, dude. I'm you're serious. <laughs>
0: you know, it's funny. I always wanted to be Batman when I was little.
1: <laughs> Bro, literally. And if you know, like, you know, Bruce Wayne and all of that, you literally do outgoing, clean cut. You start libraries. You know what to do to I have feed a, I have a, I have a bat I have a Batmobile. That, I see. You know what I mean? Come on, Slick. I know what's going on. I love it. I love it, Dan. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah, man. But uh, it's, it's kind of funny. I started reading like super late because I was a shitty like – I wasn't good at school or – I didn't care about books. I like my family would always tell me to read. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck would I read? But I was a, I was a kid. I was immature. I was ignorant. I thought I had all the answers, you know, but yeah. it's no, it's like every every secret that you're looking for in life is literally in a book. It's in a book. It's in a book. It's That's, crazy. Whatever subject, crazy. whatever subject that you're thinking about specifically Go research. See what, what books are out there. You'd be surprised. Yeah. It's wild. I've This shelf that's behind me, that's everything I've read.
1: Oh, shit. Okay.
0: So what my thing is I always do a book a week, oh no shit. matter what. Dang. A book a week. And I always go on the other shelf behind you. What's next? So I'm going to finish this book tomorrow, and i got to finish, see what's next for me for the next upcoming week.
1: Dang, bro. That is super cool. I was wondering that... What the difference was
0: between the bookshelves, you know? Yeah,
1: and to but, see that, I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love everything
0: about. And what bothers me is on this other side, they're all empty. <laughs> you know why? Because books are expensive. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, but seriously, man,
1: dude, that is super cool. That you've read that much. Huh?
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot more to do, man. But it's. Yeah, I mean, and then
1: the cool thing is, is you have all of this that you haven't read yeah right so you have that's what the cool the cool part that's
0: what i look forward to
1: you already have a library bro this is a library yeah
0: it's 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 beautiful to me man it's it's honestly like i mean the greatest gift somebody could give me or if i gave to somebody is a book yeah you know if somebody were to give me a book i'm like damn like even for christmas every we always do this family exchange kind of thing and then my name came up somebody had my name and they asked my mom what is he like my mom said simply one word books yeah the guy just gave me a book. I yeah. said he said, Hey bro, I don't know if you like this or this. I was like, Hey dude, I'll read anything. Yeah. I am not I'm not picky. I am open minded. Yeah. I'm here to learn. I'm here to consume. I'm just here to had like I'm just here to like learn as much as possible with what I have right now. You I know? need to get into reading more. Oh, dude. I,
1: I mean I, I I like it and I need I just I don't
0: know. I would never tell somebody like, "Oh, you should," but it personally for me changed my life, man. Changed right. my life. Okay. I can't get enough of it. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's why you see it. That's you what know? I'm
1: saying. It's like, well, there's got to be something in these fucking oh, books. Jesus if about, Christ! If you're all about it like and that, and you yeah. just
0: read the Four Agreements, yeah, dude, there's so much more.
1: I know, and it's like, well, if that, if that, if I have such a testimony with that book, why am oh, I not? God. Why am I holding myself back? You know, that's what, what I'm like,
0: saying. But uh, the Four Agreements is a beautiful book. Like, if like if that's the book that you started with, yeah. But I'm just saying that's one book. There's billions. Oh, yeah, for sure. Way more than other people, you know? That's, isn't that wild to think about? <laughs> that's
1: super crazy to think about.
0: Well, you are talking about reading in, like, school. Remember
1: how you are talking about, like, uh, you weren't reading that much when it was, like... Never. Well, that's another thing, dude. Don't get me started about schooling, bro. Like, this whole school thing. Like, come on, man. They I condition agree. you. Yeah. You're going to school from fucking 8 to 4, 9 to 5, whatever the fuck it is. You have a lunch and breaks, recess and and lunch. You have a teacher who's a boss. Then you have upper management who's the principal. I don't fucking play. Then you have a. Then you have like yeah, you go to lunch, and then you have like a a cafeteria where everybody's got a cafeteria their job. You playing me, and then we all have to learn the exact
0: same Same thing, the same Same way, and same thing,
1: and the same way. Like, everybody learns different. Look, some people need a spanking from their dad to learn. Yeah, You ain't going to spank me at work, I mean, at school, you know? So it's one of those things where it's like, well, you know, Little House on the Prairie was kind of a good show to watch because you get to learn a little bit at work. You know? I don't know. They, They... The government, don't get me started, bro. I absolutely love everybody. I have nothing but this whole, like... (laughs) Man it is so crazy If you Have you ever seen Those school books Where it's got a clear page And you lift it And, and it goes on to When you were a kid And it goes on And it makes the full picture Yeah Okay If you took A clear picture Of School And you put that Over a clear picture Of work They would fucking Fit perfect You have a boss You have when you Clock in and go to class When you eat When you It's exactly what They want to prime you yeah, for Yeah man And when the fuck are they gonna teach you individuality? I mean, one of them, hey man, maybe your forte is actually communication, sir. Yeah. Maybe and you know this shit when by the time you're in sixth grade, yeah. but you don't know it until you're in college, when you're supposed to be comfortable enough to express yourself. Yeah. Oh, they let you play in the band and be in drama, but that's not expression. That's still going nine to five, fucking telling me what to do. It's
0: crazy, man. Yeah, man. It's and a I, shitty. It's a. Oh. It's a shitty. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. I mean, oh. it's a. It's too. That's a podcast in itself. Oh
1: my goodness! You know I think what I it's mean? The Greek in me, bro—the passion. You know, you ever watch a movie with Greeks in it? They're so fucking passionate, yeah, yeah, and yeah. dancing and having a good time. I have only half of that in me because I'm only half Greek, but boy, that shit burns fucking hot. And if I'm mad, I'm passionately mad. If I'm happy, I'm passionately happy. You know, that's what I'm just saying. It, It's—I don't—I don't like to separate cultures, and I don't like to. But no matter what, they are different. Yeah. You know, yeah. cultures are different. But the Greek culture, you hit the right Greek at the right time, you can have a real good fucking time in life. But Greeks can be a pain in the ass, too. You know, I ain't going to lie. But if you (laughs) catch that right one, like the Zorba the Greek motherfucker that's dancing and loving life, you might call yourself Peter the Greeter, you know? (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. So I have two questions for you uh, before we close. Um, How old are you, Pete? I'm uh, 35, going to be 36 in February. Happy early birthday,
1: brother. Yeah, you already know.
0: What is the greatest lesson you've learned? As of right now, like during this this time frame that you've lived, what is the greatest lesson you've ever learned?
1: Losing my parent. I said that earlier in the podcast, but my dad passing away was the best lesson that I've ever learned in my life. Taught me how to become a man. Taught me how to uh, organize my emotions. Yeah. Taught, me about, uh, taught me how to love compassion, uh, uh, like with so much compassion to understand that, that uh, life is not guaranteed every day. I mean, I could go on to the list of things that I learned from that one situation. Yeah. And so that was all time and I'm still working on it. Yeah. That's the one. I mean, you have a, a book report due and you do that project. That project's said and done, one and done, boom. And you might think about it a couple years later, talk about how you did a good job, this and that. You might even win a fight and you talk about it a couple years later, this and that. But my dad's death happened in 2002 and it's, 2021 and I'm still dealing with it hmm. I'll deal with it till the day that I die does it get easier no it gets more understanding yes yeah it doesn't yes. get easier it's just more understanding I understand every day I'm understanding more about it I have I, cr- I have cried at, I cry all the time once in a while I have uh, you know probably once or twice a month I'll have a breakdown where I cry and talk to my dad yeah. in my room by myself what's up motherfucker
0: well you know they say geniuses you know they talk to themselves yeah you know what, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean but I agree. Like you're talking to your dad. I, I talk to my family members that that have passed away. You know, mm-hmm. it's you. You feel more at peace with it when yeah. you do that. Like when I go visit my uh, a family member who passed, I'm speaking to them right then and there, out loud. No, most you know? definitely, out loud. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of it or anything. Like I'm laying on the grass and just chilling with them. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's it's, it's beautiful to have. It's need, a beautiful
1: thing. We lose yeah. sight of that now. Before yeah. we, I'll leave you with that. That's what it is. Yeah. Is there's two types of people in the world there's surface people and then there's people that, that are willing to feel the deepness that we're uh, pr- uh, blessed with yeah if you're willing to feel as deeply as we can go then you're about to swim in the deepest ocean you've ever swam in in your life yeah. if you want to stay with floaties on in the shallow end you can do that and nobody will give you problems but as soon as you understand that you can take a dive into that deep end emotionally for your soul for everything that you need uh, spirituality uh Health, as far as working out, if you dive deep into the deep end, you're going to find that the benefits are way more. The day that you die, somebody asks you what you've accomplished, you'll be able to say happiness Mm -hmm. instead of saying, well, I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done this. Happiness is not things. Happiness is not a destination. Happiness is a journey. And this whole fucking thing is a journey. And everybody wants to find some place called happiness. No, dude. It's not Greece. It's not... Germany, you can't fly nowhere and call it happiness. Yeah. Happiness is inside. Everything else is just the cherry on top. Yeah. So as soon as you understand that, you got it, baby. Life will be given to you on a silver platter. But just understand that you have to take that jump. And once you take that jump into finding yourself and understanding what the real process of life is, then you'll know that the journey is is happiness and yeah. it's not a destination. Because when I'm in a coffin saying bye... Motherfucker's gonna know, and they're not gonna ask me why, because I've always been high off of yes, life. Yes, yes. That's
0: it, baby. It's kind of funny that you, I think you almost answered my last question. I was gonna ask you, how would you describe your happiness? Not happiness, your happiness.
1: My happiness is. That's a good question, because that's exactly what I'm trying to figure out at this point in right? my life. But that's the thing,
0: it's a never ending cycle. It's a
1: never ending cycle. Right now, my happiness is focusing on me. Yeah. And focusing on others. Yeah. I'm going to never finish focus. I will never stop focusing on myself. I literally, this past six months, have gone from, oh man, I can't wait till I'm done working out and focusing on me so that I can do other people too. Yeah. I will never stop working out so that I can focus on other people. Does that make sense? Exactly. I think, oh, destination of losing 100 pounds, I'll be happy at 100 and then I'm going to help others. No. No. I realized that now that I've got the ball rolling, helping others is now. Yeah. So as long as I consistently keep myself well greased and well flexible and mobile and, and uh, emotionally alert, then I know that I can help anybody else around me with a hundred percent guarantee that I'm going to be the one to fucking bring you out of that hole. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm at. My happiness is helping others, but helping myself first. Yeah.
0: You know what's funny? I think uh, one of the reasons I'm so connected to you is because we're built to serve others. Yep. I've noticed that right away when I when I met you. And I knew all the things that you've talked about, what you want to do to help people. And I know it's kind of funny because I know you're going to get there. And when I see all the things that, because you know, you see all articles of the rock doing this or um, somebody doing this, somebody do that. I'm going to be able to see articles of you doing what you wanted to do, do what you said you were going to do. And I'm going to be like, not worried about it. I, yeah. knew, I knew Pete was going to do all that stuff. I knew he said he always was going to do it, but he's been doing it since day one. Yeah. That's the difference between him and a lot of other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not destroying other people, he's helping them.
1: Yeah. Dude, I needed that more than you'll ever know. I appreciate your positive words. Every time I come around you, you're always saying something to uplift me, but. You truly say the same stuff about me consistently. That's how I know it's not bullshit.
0: It's consistency.
1: Consistency that I'm doing yeah. leads to the consistency that you're always giving me. <sighs> Uh, As much as I can be the guy that's uplifting I also need people to help uplift me I'm only human man My grandpa told me There's no such thing as a perfect human But there's such thing as perfect intentions My intentions will always be perfect Look my hair stands up I am over not having good intentions Now I am not perfect There's going to be shit that happens And things that fuck up And I don't mean to have that problem But if my intentions Going into whatever the fuck I'm doing is good then I know that I'll make it. I've yeah. already won. I don't give a shit about what the end result is. I won. Yeah. And so that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where I'm at. My grandpa, man, man, man. I'm fucking lucky. I still have my grandma and my grandpa on my on my mom's side. Yeah. They are fucking trucking, dog. My grandpa had a tree fall on him, Dude, a tree. He was out. He has 60,000 acres in Hollister for <sighs> pig hunting with friends. And they were out trimming trees and a tree... Fell on him and broke eight of his ribs. Dude, no cell phone reception out in the back country. He had to drive on a jeep like this, over bumps and shit, with a rib going into his lung. My grandpa's a firefighter, ex-firefighter. He's felt pain. He said it was the worst pain at 86 years old that he's ever felt. Oh life. my god! <laughs> Especially at that made age. A, made a full recovery. The doctor was like, Ken, I know guys that are half your age that didn't make a full recovery from shit like this, dude. <laughs> He made a full fucking recovery. <gasps> what the fuck? He's still fuck? chilling And he's beat prostate cancer twice. Dude, fuck yeah. Dude, man. I come from those guys. So fuck yeah. If bro. I got if I got motherfucking and he killed bears
0: and shit, hey. That's in your bloodline. But
1: slap it, baby. Fuck that's yeah. what I got. Yeah. And if I can give myself a fighting chance, I can make it. I can make that shit. That's why I'm here. But I want everybody else to know that's around me or ever listening or whatever it is. That I am always available to talk bro. Yeah. 408-644-2793 408-644-2793 I don't care what kind of mood you're in You hear it know. here folks That's it baby <laughs> yes. Call me I don't give a shit what it is Fuck yeah. I am so over hearing Anybody feeling like shit yeah. I will never I was a Robin Williams As of January I was You know The guy's great laughing blah, blah, And all of a sudden This shit happens That's yeah. where I was at I was like Oh I can help others Yeah. But I go home and I cry I go home and I can't wipe my ass because I'm 310 pounds and i'm trying to have a good time i can't do nothing so I, I i don't want nobody to feel that way yeah, if yeah I can do it you can do it yeah that's it baby Fuck and yeah, you giving me a chance to come and talk about all of this the only reason i'm making myself this vulnerable is because if people know that i can make myself this vulnerable then they know that i mean business yeah you can know everything about me man yeah I've had Fingers stuck up my ass in the ER for two years straight for my diverticulitis. My dignity has been out the window. I have got... There's so much more that we could talk about that I'm yeah. not even
0: getting into detail. Well, about. that's the thing, dude. That what, I, what I told you before, you're going to be on multiple times. It's not a one and done deal, you know?
1: Not at all. But to give somebody a little outline, man, I, I have a big chest. I have excess skin. When I was in high school, I was 390 pounds, yeah. almost 420. I went through high school that way, and I was a popular guy, so big Pete but still being that overweight. Yeah. It was hard. I remember walking in front of like uh you know when you walk in front of the bleachers at like a basketball yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, bro, I knew everybody was looking at me. I was huge, dog. Oh, my tits were huge, my <laughs> stomach, you know. And you know what's funny? Remember Nelson we were talking about? Yes, yes. I talked to him and we were joking. I was like, "Yeah, my tits, this and that." Yeah. He said, "Why do you call them tits?" Yeah. And I said, "What do you mean?" And now this guy is, you know Nelson, Nelson's yes. like a life coach and everything. Now, yeah. I didn't know what his approach to this was. He told me, why don't you stop saying tits for a second and think about when the first time that that's ever, when was the first time you started calling your own tits, tits? Yeah. Dude, I went back to the moment. I remember I was putting on, I had an undershirt, a regular shirt and a sweater and it was like 80 degrees outside. Yeah. And my dad's like, what are you doing? I was like putting my shirts on. He's like, Dude, it's 80 degrees out. I was like, so he's all, are you trying to cover your tits? My dad said, are like, you trying to cover your tits? And I was a young kid. I'm like, dude, 11 or 12. I was like, oh, and I was. And I was like, no. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, you are. You're trying to cover your tits. Everybody knows you have tits. From that point on, I've always called my t- I've yes. had the most biggest self-conscious about my, my fucking man tits. Yeah. And so Nelson checked me. Yeah. He said, do not call them tits ever again, bro. Yeah. He's all, and I'm telling you right now. I was like, yeah, right. Fucking Nelson. I felt yeah. uncomfortable. I was like, shut up, <laughs> Nelson. Yeah, Don't. yeah, yeah. It was the craziest thing. For three days, I thought about how I thought about the incident when it happened. He's like, all you have to do is recollect when things happen, come to terms with it, and shut it out. Yeah. I mean, that's all I did. It took two days thinking about it here and there. Never called my chest tits again, dog. This okay, is the man. first time I've called it in six months. Beautiful. And I've only done it to show the point, you know? Yes, yes. But Nelson, I mean, that guy has just changed. That's another guy he should have.
0: No, he's definitely. We've already talked on the phone um, a couple of months ago, and I told him that I was doing this. He was happy that I was doing this, but I was like, well, you know, I'm actually giving you on too. you yeah. know what I mean? Because he has been, a. I mean, if you've seen me in my early, in my early days as a fighter, man, uh, you probably wouldn't have liked me very much because Nelson offered me a film. Yeah. I remember I went to go visit his office one time. He was like, Hey man, do you, uh, do you ever listen to any like motivation, you know, people who just kind of uplift you, any psychologists yeah. or anything like that? I said, nah, I actually don't, man. I, I'm I'm fine. You know, like I, I, I brushed that off yeah. at a very young age. I was like a, I was thinking I was 20 or something like that, but thinking I had it all figured out. And I, I told, we were talking on the phone. I was like, I can't believe I pushed that away. I was yeah. like, cause if I started building myself up that early, I would have approached life wins and losses much differently. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad I did push that away because it made me recognize like, Oh, I don't have all the answers. I have so much to learn. Right. I will never have this life figured out. And that's probably the best thing about this life is because we have so much to learn. We exactly. have so much to receive. We have so much to give. Exactly. This is a, people who say I've had, I have this figured out, this, this life figured out is uh, the biggest bullshitter ever. Biggest. Biggest.
1: The biggest ever. hundred yeah. percent. And uh, to be honest with you, I knew you knew Ivan, but I didn't know that you had... Uh, relations like friendship with uh, Nelson. Yeah,
0: he, yeah, Nelson. He was, uh, he actually sponsored me for years since I was an amateur. Dude, so I've known him for years, my friend. Since he I started my fighting, life, man. Bro, I mean, he's a beautiful human being, man. Oh,
1: and I haven't talked to him in a minute just because we've been doing our own thing and all of that, and it kind of fell off a little bit. And of I course. haven't been working out with. I've been doing my own workout at my house. Of course, of course. I will give Nelson the biggest shout out in the world. Yeah, that guy made me think. And it's easy to work out and be in a routine. Uh, you really think, and you're made to feel uncomfortable. He made me feel uncomfortable with a few yeah. things that he asked. And I was like, Oh, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. I never thought about that. It's
0: challenging you. Challenge you. Yeah,
1: people don't get that. Oh, dude. I mean, I'm not saying you got to go out in 100 degree weather and start banging a tire with a sledgehammer <laughs> and challenge yourself. But when you start doing some emotional challenging, yeah. when you start breaking through some boundaries like that. Yeah. Hey, Nelson... Jumped from somebody I met to somebody I respect yeah. in seconds. With the amount of things that he would ask me at the right time, I was like, "Man, how you know to ask that?" Yeah, you know. And his setup is nice too. You know, I went to his office. Oh yeah, talk about some good zen. Talk about some good energy, and uh, the amount of uh, artistic expression that's uh, available at his. Joint, you know, I'm really it makes me happy to know that you might have him on. When you might, have oh, I can't wait there. to have
0: him on, man, because he's he's like people like you, man. That you guy know? would
1: talk for that guy oh. would give. I mean, whoever's listening to that would get so much from so the much. ping pong thing I was talking about. That was him, he had so many paint pictures he painted for me. To help me as far as tools and and what. And I know Uh, that I have more than I can do with him. And so I'm like, we talked. Because I'm probably going to.
0: And the last time. And that's the thing. We could all come on. You know, I could have Ivan. I could have Nelson. I could have you on. Imagine that. Four people was just going crazy. That would be the craziest shit. Well, upcoming soon, guys, ladies and gentlemen.
1: No, I'm just saying. That would be a crazy one, dude. We had some fun. Dude, seriously. But he's
0: in the process of also writing a book. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude, he's, so, got, he's got a lot of stuff going and on. And I told
0: him I would buy a box full and give them out to people. Yeah. You know, just cuz he's giving me so much through all the time that I've known him. Bro, he's he supported me as a as an amateur and through my professional career. He was sponsoring me, man. Yeah. You know, it's he he's done so much for not just me, but so many other fighters. He's he gives, man. man. He's a <laughs> giver, bro.
1: The reason I was and this is crazy. I'm not Look, you're going to give me some emotional help and you're going to give me some uh some like life game. I wasn't like uh, I didn't consider that currency, if you want to say like maybe six months ago. Yeah, you know? yeah I was yeah. like whatever, bitch. If you don't got something for me, then materialistically, then whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I went to his. I remember when I started working out, and he'd showed up. He's like, "Hey, come to my office. We'll chop it up." This and yeah. I was like, "All right." Gave me, dude, probably like six hundred dollars worth of clothing for free. He goes, hey man, I don't want no money or nothing. I just want you to take it, support the stuff, and enjoy. Isn't that crazy, and uh, that's he knew how to. He knew that I wasn't emotionally there yet, yeah. but he knew that that's what was gonna reel me in. So then I started hanging out with him. Boom, and then within a month of working out, everything's starting to peeling layers of you know the old pete and all of that i started to become a little more spiritual yeah. uh, a lot more of my spirituality was coming out and that's how he reeled me in he had some clothes and stuff i could sport and i was like oh cool you're a good dude Nelson. Yeah. i'll come see you more then we started talking and having conversations without me even realizing yeah and i was like oh
0: you're good at this bro yeah. you brought me in without me even knowing <laughs> and he, it was good he gives so much of his time to people man oh crazy like time crazy to be able to give your time. Like I, I mean bro, I appreciate you even coming down and you know, putting, putting whatever you have going on right now and coming here, man. That's man. I'm, I'm grateful for you coming here, man. Seriously. Because the one, one of my goals for this podcast is just, I want my guests to have one of the greatest conversations they've ever had. Yeah. And I don't want them to forget it. Yeah. You know, I want years to pass by and I'd be like, I want you to be like talking to somebody, be like, man, there was this one guy, Danny, that I just talked, and he had a podcast. And man, we just—I cried on it, and we, we were looking at each other dead in the eye, and we were just in sync together, man. Yeah. We were at flow. I have notes, a notebook here that I was supposed to ask you questions. Yeah, I might as well rip this shit up yeah, and saying. throw it out. We just naturally flow. Yeah. fuck these notes. Yeah, no,
1: dude, it's <laughs> a, it's the truth though. It's
0: it, when
1: it when it becomes this easy, oh, it's it's meant. To be, listen, Dan, I've never done a podcast before. I've been told and asked for the past probably maybe seven years, eight years, why don't I have a podcast and why haven't I ever done it? I've done freestyles of rap. You fucking role. should. Dan, if whatever the fuck I get from this, whether it be me doing my own podcast, coming on here more, whatever it might be, I just want you to know that you open the door for something for me. I've never done this before. This is absolutely amazing. Uh, to see where you're saying that I might go, this and that. I'm destined for greatness. Yeah. I don't like to say that. No, and you are. I don't like to, too, but I, and when I say greatness, I mean helping others. I don't yeah. fucking care about a mansion. I'll live at my mom's house for the rest of my life, Fuck dog. Yeah, I dude. don't care. But if I can be on a scale where people know who I am everywhere I go because all I do is help people. Yeah. Then I win.
0: You're winning win. always, bro. I
1: don't, I'm 36 and I have holes in my underwear with no money. I don't fucking care. If I've lived half my life without that shit, then I don't need it. Yeah. But if I can make myself so known that I'm making other people feel great about themselves on the daily, then I'm down to do it. And this is all this is doing is helping me to understand what direction I want to go in. Yeah. I think what you're doing, you're the most exec- You execute. Everybody can talk. Everybody can come up with ideas. Everybody can do things. But until you really execute on what you like to do, yeah. things don't happen. And no, I'm only saying that out of out of uh, my own. Uh, uh, experience because like this past six months mm. has been execution yeah and if I didn't execute then I wouldn't be where I'm at mm-hmm. I'll tell you something you asked me to be on this podcast is because Pe- you you liked how I was as Peter the Greeter before losing weight mm-hmm. if you asked me to be on this podcast as the old Peter the Greeter it would be a great podcast but it would never mm. be what it is today yeah so uh, I, I owe so much of, and I'm still changing. I mean, I'm I gave myself a whole it year. It never, it never stops. It never stops. But this journey that I'm doing right now, yeah. I'm giving myself till January, January. I'll, I won't stop working out. I'm just not going to focus on just, but right now I might as well have a camera following me around because that's my entire focus is bettering myself. I even tried to find a better job. Things aren't working. God's telling me, hey, dog, chill out. I told you, work on you till January. You have a job right now. You work at an amazing company. You have some awesome stuff going on. When it's time for you to change, it'll never be expected. And good things happen over time, Mm -hmm. but great things happen overnight. And that's what I'm saying. My next job opportunity, my next career is going to happen like that. And so I have to just have that faith. So I'm focusing on the next 25 pounds, trying to make my dick a little bigger. (laughs) Trying to enjoy myself, you know what I mean? I, mean, I don't know, you know, every, yes, 20 pa- hey, every 20 pounds, they say you gain an inch on your dick. I lost 75, I'm going for 100. That's five on top of whatever I already Let's had. Let's go. go! play, baby. You already know. But, uh, but that's it, man. And I'm trying to get back into some stand up comedy. You want to bro, into some really fun stuff? That's what I'm getting back. I into.
0: would recommend, I'd highly recommend that, please, bro. How many times have you made me laugh throughout this whole freaking podcast? Yeah. My chest started hurting in the beginning but of the podcast. That's what I'm saying, dude. Dude, go. I mean, I hope you do, man. Yeah. I hope and pray that you do, brother. Please, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, is there anything that you want to say to close off uh, this podcast?
1: Yeah, other than this is one of the best experiences I've had and. I've already dropped my number throughout the podcast so if anybody ever has an issue or anything you know where I'm at and uh, you can find me on Instagram at Pete the Powerful
0: Straight across No underscore Pete Follow the that. that is probably The most funniest Most entertaining uh, Instagrams I've, I'm following To this day
1: <laughs> Yeah it's, it's It's got a little Freestyle rap So a little bit of This and that there But And then you can Follow my professional One that's at work Which is Peter the Greeter No yeah. underscore Peter the Greeter yeah. So Pete the Powerful Or Peter the Greeter Anybody ever need Anything hit me up Let's talk it out Let's have a good time And uh, if I can do it You can do it That's yeah. it
0: Uh, Pete so growing up I I've met a lot of people right Um, and some as time goes on you you kind of forget you forget that you remember those people you're like oh man I I remember I used to be I used to talk to that person as time goes on when I'm 50 when I'm 80 when I'm 90 I will never forget you and I hope you understand everybody you come across to thinks the same way I'm thinking they're never ever going to forget you. And that's the mark that you leave on people. Man. That's I the most that. beautiful thing that you can do. Dude, I appreciate People that. honestly, bro, if I never saw you again, I'd cry. Facts. Yeah. If you told me Daniel goodbye, I'm going to be moving so far away or say if you were gone from this earth, like you weren't here anymore, I'd cry.
1: Man, that means a lot, dude. Cuz sometimes people don't realize the amount of power they have and what they have. <laughs> I don't realize what I'm doing.
0: Your power is your character. Yeah, dude. And it's beautiful, man. Man, I appreciate that. Your character day. is going to give you so many opportunities, and I know that. Yeah. Dude. For a fact, brother. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. I I believe in you, and the people that are around you, I know they believe in you too, man. Yeah. All right? Thank you, Dan. Let's get out of here, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, it. we are out of here. Peace! You guys
2: later.